Hey, everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting your own company as taking the leap as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with somebody who might be wanting to start their own business. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is within their reach. And just as our businesses have grown organically and by word of mouth, we want this show to grow the same way. So if you see somebody asking questions about starting their own service-based business, please do us a favor and send them a link to the show. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me, as always, is David Hilton. Mitch, buddy. David, buddy. I don't understand why we always, like, right before the show, talk about the funniest stuff. Well, it's off color. You, peanut butter, testicles. I don't know, like, what? Hey. What? If it feels good, do it. (laughs) Right? You're just a dirty bird. I mean, if I want to eat a PB&J sandwich naked in my kitchen, I can do that. (laughs) Been there. Doesn't matter what time it is. I usually go grilled cheese. That's a little dangerous if you're naked. I got a griddle. You get a drip? Like, it's not, you know. No, I'm talking about a drip of cheese. cheese. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you don't want that cheese hitting that thing. That's like cooking bacon naked. That's a bad thing. Don't do that. She thinks you got herpes. No, it was cheese. (laughs) She's not buying that shit. She knows that ain't cheese. It's a cheese blister. It's a cheese. It's hot cheese. (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to buy it. Nobody's going to buy it. No one's going to buy it. No. Oh, my God. Hey, real quick, we're going to dive into topics, but. For all of the listeners to the show, and we talk I, about the Chiefs all the I time. I should have been wearing my jersey. You know I planned what? on it. Hey, all you p- haters that were sending us stuff, yep. fuck you. Super Bowl again. Our down they years are better us. than your good years. They hate our guts. Yeah. Even guys in the group are like, dude, seriously, stop talking about it. Yeah. Like, what do you mean stop talking about it? Fuck you. I'm, t- I'm sucking it in now because in five years, we back down in the toilet probably. But yeah, you never know. Yeah, you never, you never know. know. So I'm taking it. I. I realistically envision we have Kelsey through next year, but I think he'll probably retire after that. I think he's got, yeah. I've been saying three, so this year would be one, so that'd be two more. That was my guess. Well, his contract's up. His contract's good through next year. And they're going to they're so, gonna put him on a one-off. They'll put on yeah, one-year deals. They'll be like, hey, dude, we'll just do you one. We'll pay you whatever you want. Yeah. If you want to retire, then you'll just be able to retire after it. You yeah. won't be locked in. The thing I like about it is he's not fucking greedy like Tyreek Hill. He's not just going to go somewhere else for the money. Like, he's going to stay here. Um, we traded Tyreek Hill. He didn't leave. Well. I'm just saying. Don't he, put that on T. Hill. His demands caused the trade. And he's selfish. No, they just knew they weren't going to be able to pay everyone. Right. Like, they they had to decide, okay, out of all of them, which one can we let go? Right. And they made the right decision. Yeah. Back-to-back Super Bowls after that. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean... I mean, what else are you going to do? Yeah. You can't pay everybody. Nope. It's just like employees. You cannot pay everyone the top wage. Nope. The best guy gets the best wage because yep. he's overseeing the other losers that don't want to work. Losers. Well, most of the time they're losers. <laughs> they want to get paid and not it work. It sounds as like hard. a company of great culture. <laughs> the best guy manages all the losers. People don't want to work for me. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't a. This one, is true. This, it wasn't a one-sided thing when I was like, I'm just going to be a one-man shop. I knew people were going to be like, fuck this guy. Like you know, I just it happens. Yeah. You know. <sighs> All right. But so realistically, last... you can't. You can't pay everybody. Nope. Just possibly. Everyone can't be a manager. Nope. We'll we'll talk more about the Chiefs in a couple of weeks. 
We after a Super Bowl. Super Bowl. But before we're done talking about the Chiefs, I do want to point out a couple of things. Okay, what do you want to talk about? The Chiefs have never lost in Allegiant Stadium uh, because of the badass that buried the Chiefs flag under the stadium What's that guy's during name? construction. Look um, it up. I know you're going to look it up. It's No, I'm friends with him on Facebook. He and I have messaged back and forth quite a bit. Um, he ha- He's Hawaiian, and so I have a hard time pronouncing his name. His name is G... DaCosta Makaha. Makaha? Yeah. I like now, it. And I, I'm, I know I'm probably ruining that pronunciation. Well, if you are, I'm sure he'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. It's not intentional. I'll get Austin a photo. Um, Why? Because... Oh, you're going to put it up on the podcast? Oh, yeah. He's got... He's got both. Oh, dude, he's low. He, yeah, he's got boatloads of photos of di- the construction of Allegiant Stadium. Yeah, him he's, burying it in the concrete. Yeah, he's he's a union crane operator, I think, and I so wonder, he's on all these big giants. He took a lot of flack from his job well, after the fact. So, so he actually got banned from the premises. It got it got it got discovered that he buried it there before the end of construction, and it got banned <laughs> early on. I mean, he got banned. He got banned from the job site. I love it. And so then he was sitting off the edge of the job site, um, and the bleachers started getting delivered. And he's not allowed on the job site. Okay. So, you know, the bleachers, the the stadium precast concrete yeah, yeah, yeah. steps, right? Yeah, and then they bolt in bleachers. And then they bolt the bleachers to it. Or chairs, whatever yep. you're doing, yeah. So he's got another photo of just off the edge of the job site where the bleachers are being staged or the, the stadium is being staged. And he's the first, a Chiefs fan is the first fan to ever sit on Allegiant <laughs> Stadium's bleachers. And he's wearing a Chiefs jersey and all this stuff. So, What um, a dick. I love him. The dude's badass. He is badass. I'd like to get a photo <laughs> with him sometime. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I say, I'm friends with him on Facebook. I see all of his stuff. I tag him a lot. Uh, every time we're playing the Raiders, I always tag the photo of him holding the flag up right before he buried it and all this stuff. And and so I get to see all of his stuff, and he is getting inundated right now. Like, oh, I'm sure. Like, he literally said, hey, does anybody do agency work, like, part-time? Yeah. Because I'm, like, he's, blowing up. Yeah, he's got to get paid. Well, it's it's not get paid. It's <laughs> no, like, it's get paid. Well, it's getting it. paid, but, like, organize all the shit. Like, he's, yeah. he's you know, ESPN's one to interview him. Uh, Sports Center's one to interview him. All the Kansas City news stations yeah. want to interview him. Yeah. Like, Let's everybody. Get Let's get paid, bro. Right. It's uh, mad props. It's pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. So, oh my god, um, love the So guy. we got that going on. What um, else? And what then, else is going on? Um, we get to play a Super Bowl in Allegiant Stadium before the Raiders ever do, and the Raiders are actually going to have to paint the Chiefs logo on one end of their end zone in their own fucking stadium. That's fucking awesome. I hope in here. I hope. I hope there's not a Raiders fan in Kansas City that stabs you or something. <laughs> Well, I'm if just, they're a Raiders fan, they would resort. Yeah, to that's stabbing. what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm, I'm afraid for you. Yeah, you know what it takes to be a Raiders fan, right? Um, I don't know. A couple of prior charges. <laughs> You're good to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good. That's all it takes. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So, oh, a little bit of probation. Gosh. You know, I have been thinking about maybe I should get some insurance on you. Yeah. Like you know, for trade wins. Like yeah. if something happens to Mitch, and I got to hire some douche. Like I need the cash. <laughs> And now I'm really worried. Now, now, you're really now worried. I'm really worried yeah. that maybe I should have done it before. Stabbed in a back alley. Yeah. What they don't even live near a back alley. What happened to Mitch? <laughs> they drove him to a back alley and Dude, then stabbed they, him. <laughs> they abducted his ass and killed yeah. him in an alley. I don't know what you are. Like, oh, yeah. shit. 
I'm not I'm not much for talking trash on the sports things. I kind of wait. I kind of wait to talk. You just until, talked a ton of shit. That's not ton of shit. That's just real. A cup. <laughs> that was a cup of shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so on Mitch, um, on Mitch dying, I feel like if there, a news article ever comes out that's like we found Mitch, he he took him, he took his own life. He's in a ditch. I'm like, nah. No, nah, he got Clinton. I'm not a spe- <laughs> <laughs> You got Epstein. Yeah, he's I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but if I ever hear that article, I'm like, no, no. Oh, Who did dude. he? What happened? Yeah. To him? That's awful. That's so. awful. So last week we ran out of time. We had to cut it one topic short, and that topic was the standard. So we're going to talk about the standard, Ugh. and then if we have time, we're going to talk about becoming what you hate. <clears throat> Hypocrites. Hypocrites, <clears throat> or just really bad arguers is really what it is. So Yeah, bad debaters. Yeah, bad debaters. I love to debate. I'm a master debater. You're a master debater. You are not a master <laughs> debater. Why, why do you have to go to the gutter with that? Because you're a perv. That's Austin's why. over here giggling like a schoolgirl. Can't keep it in. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I'm mean, a master debater, dude. Mitch used to jerk it a lot. I don't know what you, I, I lived with him. I knew. I mean, come on. Oh boy. You pick up a sock off the <laughs> fucking laundry room floor, and it's like a board. You're just beating it on the floor. You don't know like what's happening. Oh, <laughs> it's like my 14 year old kid. <laughs> anyway. About standards. Oh, can we get on with the show? Can yeah, we talk I'm about trying. something? I'm trying. This and is you your keep, fault. You keep wanting to derail Dude, it. Don't throw me fastballs down the <laughs> middle. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. 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 Don't set me up. So onward, sir. Go ahead. So I apologize. Where my this crass behavior? We're going to talk about standards and the importance of standards, both in life and in business. And if you want to have success, you have to have standards. <clears throat> but before. We talk about standards. We're going to talk about what made this become a topic. So um, if you listen to the show for a while, you've heard us talk about this. If you haven't listened to the show for a while, we are involved in a government-funded program where we install sump pumps in people's homes in order to eliminate groundwater from getting into the sanitary sewer. And so the government has to do this from a, a consent decree from the EPA. In other words... Um, the, the groundwater has been a problem since the sixties and seventies. And prior to this, the EPA just had these agencies pay fines when the groundwater got to be too excessive. Well, the agencies built the fines into their budget and they were just like, okay, we'll just pay the fine. Well, now yeah. the EPA is like, okay, fines aren't going to cut it anymore. You actually have to eliminate it. And so there's a lot of homes that have drains that's intentionally put groundwater into the sanitary sewer. And so we go in and eliminate those drains and we put in a traditional sump pump. Okay. Um, This program has gone on for years and years and years. I've been involved with this program for over 12 years. I've installed hundreds and hundreds of sump pumps through this program. Um, The program is really durable. The way that we install them at our company is also very durable. Well, the program kind of migrated into a new city with a new inspector. And he's not really even that new. But, man, is he an arrogant piece of shit. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like more arrogant than me? Yeah. (laughs) Damn. Yeah, Yeah, I know. You know, I like to be on top, but all right, (laughs) fine. You don't don't want this title. Your arrogance comes with explanation. His doesn't. And we're going to get into that. 
So <laughs> noted, <laughs> noted, sir. Continue. You are justifiably arrogant. He I is not. I don't know if I'd say justifiably, but okay. <laughs> so this city is the city of Prairie Village, Kansas. Um, there's uh, there's no point in sugarcoating this or no. trying to you know hide we, the names of the innocent until we, proven guilty. We live in Prairie Village. Yeah, that's that's how most of those people. Are. So um, essentially, how any work happens is any contractor out there has to do work according to the code book, right? And some areas have it a little bit better than others. Regardless of trade. Regardless of trade, yeah. right? If it's a, now some things aren't, there is no code on some things. No, there's not. Um, but there's code on most things, right? Yeah. Um, Important things. Landscaping, there's not really a code. However, retaining walls, there absolutely is. Um, now some cities will have landscaping codes requiring you to have so many bushes or so many trees or whatever. However, well, there really isn't a code on landscaping. And, well, and that's really on when the homes are new built. Yeah. It's, Hey, your requirement to get the house sold is X. Yeah. And then after that, if the guy wants to go down and cut the fucking tree down, mm-hmm. that's on his, it's his ground. Right. And I, I don't want to pull us into the whole thing, but that shit drives me crazy too. Yeah. You know? I got, I got lucky. So like in our neighborhood, they actually have what they call street trees. Um, each yard has to have a tree in the front yard. Uh, however, since I am on a cul-de-sac kind of, um, sort of, yeah. Uh, because I am on the bubble of a cul-de-sac, no street trees are required. Yeah. Uh, but they still like in the city of blue Springs, they still have landscaping points. You get so many points for bushes, so many points for shrubs, smaller bushes. Yeah. And then so many points for trees and the trees actually vary in size based off the size of the tree. Yeah. Well, because we built on a wooded lot. I met my landscaping points without having to plant a single bush. Yeah. So, Although your bushes look nice. Yeah, they do. He likes to keep it high and tight. I, I, <laughs> I keep my bushes trimmed. <laughs> Austin's losing it. If you keep the bushes <laughs> trimmed, it makes the tree look bigger, Dave. That's right. Yeah. Dude, you don't have to convince me. I'm just saying. I'm a high and tight man myself. Yeah. You know. And for a guy with a small tree, every little bit helps. That's right, man. Just saying. I'm just saying. It's like a little Bradford pear. <laughs> anyway, so... um. We're doing this work in the city limits of Prairie Village, and <laughs> we're off the rails already. But we're like ahead. holding the door open for someone who's like still like twenty yeah. feet away. Yeah, I'll get the door for you, and yeah. like that's like that's like the topics we need to hit. Yeah, right. They're yeah, just not there. Yeah, yet. it's not there yet. Okay, Prairie Village, got it. Yeah, guys, so, a douche. Continue. So, um, you know, we have codes that we install all these sump pumps by and everything else. Um, one of the challenges that we have here in the Kansas City area, and some some other parts of the nation have this, some don't. Some some states have like a state adopted code and all of the people, all the cities use that code. Try to adopt it. Yeah. Right. And and that makes it easy. Right. Because when you go 10 miles down the road and you're in a different city, the, the code doesn't change. Yeah, it's the same. However, it very easy. in our area, and, th- and we're not unique in this, there's many other areas that do this. Every individual city gets to pick which version of the code they want and which edition of the code they want. Hey, if you like what you're hearing on The Void and you want even more info, we just started a mentorship program specifically for trades professionals to start their business or to get their business to an incredibly healthy position. So if you'd like more info, click on the link in the description of this show. Yeah. And it's so, a nightmare, man. Yeah, we've got, we've got two codes. We've got the IRC and the UPC. Yep. Uh, IPC, International Plumbing Code or International Residential Code. Yeah, some and guys then, will go off the 2012. Some guys want to, you know, that's exactly. another problem. And, and so, like, dude, what? You've got two completely different books, but then each of those code books get updated every few years, and, yeah. and the cities get to pick which edition of the code, which update they're on. Yeah, I like the 2012. 
I mean, it's, I, it's works. Yeah. It just I depends. Mean, right. But so, so ultimately we start out by having like in our market, in our service area, there are over 20 cities in yeah. our service area. So yeah. there's 20 different versions of the code book that we have to stay updated with. Well, let's be honest. There's 20 different versions. Okay. Yeah. And then each inspector can decide what he wants because there are literally things written in the city code that says per the inspector's choice. Yeah. Like that's Subject not the exact to administrative authority. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't going to give the whole yep. quote for quote, but yeah, it's just, and it's ridiculous. They yeah. can literally go in there and be like, well, I don't like that. I like to see this. Yeah. What do you mean? Yep. Like, how am I supposed to decide what to do? Right. It's, it's almost got me. Yeah. It's freaking ridiculous is yeah. what it is. And so, um, it makes it hard to be consistent. We've done this program for years and years and years. No issues. We get to this city and all of a sudden he doesn't want a duplex outlet installed for the sump pump. He wants a single receptacle, single what outlet receptacle. Is the damn difference. So his, in, this is his subject to administrative authority decision. Um, so in the code book, it actually states that sump pumps must be installed on a GFCI protected outlet. Uh, however, when you're installing yeah. sump pumps at scale like we are in cities with overhead power lines and in like Prairie Village is literally the city of trees. They're oh, nicknamed yeah. the city of trees. And it's right? awful. And so in cities of heavy trees and overhead power lines, you do not want your sump pumps on GFCI circuits because heavy trees and overhead power lines cause power fluctuations during storms and your GFCI, GFCIs will pop off. Well, you don't want your sump pump GFCI tripping and then uh, causing an issue with your sump pump. Right. And you didn't lose power, but your pump's not working, right? Yeah. And so... And your basement floods. Yeah. And so what we've gotten past the inspectors, and I don't... Like, we didn't pull the wool over their eyes. We came to an agreement. Said, so this is the problem. That we what will, do you guys think? Yeah, we will do dedicated circuits. Standalone breaker, dedicated circuit just for the sump pump. Yeah. Um, and then we have to label the outlet covers... This outlet is well, not GFCI protected. Yeah, and... I Don't mean, be dumb and stick your hand in the water. And, and let's be honest. Like, now, that's what everyone does. Yes. Like, I wire houses occasionally. I'm wi actually wiring one right now. They're getting dedicated circuits every yeah. time. They just are. Yeah. It makes... It, it's just like a furnace. It just makes sense. Yeah. And you don't even you don't even want to do a GFCI or arc fault protected breaker in these no. cases. No, 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 no. You want no. just straight breaker. And then if you ever have to service the pump... You just simply unplug the pump before you service it, and you're safe. Well, right? and, and I don't even mind uh, in the cases where I've had to do them where someone wanted a disconnect. I'll put a disconnect right there at the pump. I don't care. Well, in the pumps, you don't matter. Like, the disconnect is literally unplugging it. It's not hardwired. No, no I mean, if you have to – there, I have done some before where the inspector's like, well, if you're going to run that dedicated and you're not doing a GFCI, I, I want, want a disconnect. Yeah. Okay, fine. Okay. I'll put a 30-amp fucking pull-out disconnect on the wall. Yeah. Okay? I'll run your 12-2 wire. I'll run your 20-amp. And I'll put your stupid ass disconnect right there on the wall. Yep. I've done it before. It's so dumb. Yep. We need to make sure your laptop doesn't uh, go to sleep. It's still plugged into there. That's a little insert in there. Uh oh. <laughs> I thought I wanted to catch it before we got too yep. far. I just realized that. We, we didn't change hey, look, the power check source it out. on the board. Austin got ahead of it. Got ahead of it. Too. Yeah. I'm like, hey. I would I would move it now, but I can't. So just I'll just open I'll just, it. There, just we're open good. it. We're no good. one can see. For them, it's a black line. Yeah, we're good. And I don't think anyone's watching on YouTube anyway. It doesn't matter. We're good. When we do something funny, I think people go in and watch the clips. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So Dave cried. Oh, let's go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so so we've go gotten ahead. the we've Sorry. gotten the outlet past the inspectors. Um, uh, 
you know, they're all okay with that. They all understand that. Yeah. Um, Because common sense ruled the day at that point, right? Right. And so um, everything else just works, right? Uh, This particular inspector has now taken objection with how we discharge these sump pumps. And, I mean... What do you mean? Like where we discharge the pumps. Yeah. And so um, the, the rules that we've done gone by for years is that we will not discharge a sump pump within 10 feet of a property line for fear that it may cause the neighbor a nuisance. What's the code? Um, there really isn't a code for this. And so um, the, I think there is ruling in the codes talking about discharging a sump pump within 10 feet of the property line. Okay. So as long as um, you're within 10, you think it's you're, you're good. You want to you like be the rule outside of, of the 10-foot perimeter. Okay. Right? Gotcha. Um, and we can't discharge them onto solid surfaces because we freeze here and that would cause a wet mess and all this kind of stuff. And oh, so grandma broke her hip. Shit. Right. <laughs> um, and, and so we've gone by the 10 foot, uh, adjacent to property line rule. And then the program also has a nuisance clause in it. And basically what that means is if anything is ever found to be a nuisance, the program will happily come back and address it. Right. So as we're putting in these pumps, okay, that makes keep, sense. Yeah, keep in mind these houses have never had sump pumps before. They've been draining by gravity into these underground drains, and so nobody really knows how active these pumps are going to be. So if there's a problem, they call you, or the, they call the program, and then the program decides to call you on whether they want you to fix it or not. So warranty all comes through us. If there's a problem, they call us. They call you directly, and okay. then we know that if it's a nuisance related issue that's going to require additional work. You you do yeah, we can involve between. the program. Okay. They'll come out. They'll approve the additional work, and they like and they're happy to do it. From the, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yep. All right. And Make so sure I'm following. Uh, that nuisance clause doesn't hardly get used. Um, I mean, it's some pumps. Yeah, yeah. And and um, I'm sure once in a while shit and, happens. Yeah. Realistically, people think all oh, this some pumps just going to be pumping water into my yard twenty four seven, and we have to get rid of this river. And really, it's not that way. Like your downspouts no. aren't draining water into your yard twenty four seven. No. So no. Um, every once in a while they are, but most of the time they aren't. Yeah. So I mean, if you're on a spring, something weird, something. You yeah. Know, that's different. So we go install one of these pumps, and the inspector turns us down because is this the first one you did in Prairie Village? Is that what you're saying? We did four. Okay, so the fourth one he got you. Uh, he's declined all four. Oh shit! Okay, We've never we failed so the first one. He never, got you the first one. Never failed a sump pump inspection before, and now we fail our first four How in his city. How long has been now? How uh, long has it 12, been? Six months. I've been doing it six years. I know. Or I admit, six years. Smedley took over. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've we've been doing this program for four to five months. Okay, I was thinking five. Or but six, the program's but... focused in certain areas, and so they moved into this Prairie okay. Village area. Okay, so the first Prairie Village went out of the gate. Mitch has failed. Declined. Love it. Yeah. I mean, that's a shame, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he turns us down because of our discharge location. And, and we're like, what do you mean? And, and he says, well, that's going to cause the downhill neighbor some problems. And I'm like, dude, we're like 30 feet from the property line. Plenty of grass between here and there. If the pump works and is active, it's going to saturate into the ground. I mean, we are, we're three times... The 10-foot rule. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but that's a pretty steep grade down to them, and it's just going to cause problems. And I'm like, dude, we don't even know how active the pump is. Like, the program has a nuisance clause. If it's active and it does cause them an issue, we're right out there to fix it. And he's like, I don't even want to take a chance on it causing an issue. Besides, and this this is where shit went off the rails, he goes, if I pass this and it causes them an issue, I can be held personally liable. 
Not true. Not true. The code, you work for the city. The code book very <laughs> clearly states that anybody in the administrative department, yeah, it's not code enforcement either. officers or anybody yeah. in the administration, shall not be held personally liable for their determinations and their interpretations of the code. Yeah. And then it goes even farther to say that if somebody farther. tries to name them in a lawsuit, that they aren't even personally, financially responsible for defending that. Did you? Did in you other tell words, him that? the city has to pay for that. What did he say? His interpretation of that rule, you know, everything's subject to interpretation. Yes. His yes. interpretation of that rule is there is a thing in there that says as long as they're carrying out their willful duties. And he, so he's basically saying that as long as I operate in good behavior, that rule applies. But if I pass this knowing it might cause an issue, that is not willful behavior. Keep your mouth shut, dumbass. It, I mean, what the fuck? Well, and so I'm like, what would you like us to do? And he was like, well, you need to run the discharge to the north. He wants it basically farther away from the property. He wants us to run it uphill farther away from the property line. And I'm like, for one, that doesn't work. And for two, the program's not going to pay for that. And for three, what's the difference if we're 40 feet from the property line versus 30 feet? We're still three times the should've, distance. You should have asked me, like, do you want me to just like get some PVC and run it out to the road and turn a 90 right. over like in their yard and just <laughs> yeah. tap con it to the sidewalk. Is that what you fucking want me to do? You dumbass. Well, we talked about that too, but ultimately, <laughs> I <love it. laughs> ultimately I had a fairly heated one hour conversation with this deuce bag. And ultimately <laughs> he will not cite a standard for which he's enforcing this arbitrary judgment on. So he won't even give you a, like a, like a, because he can't. Let's be honest. There, there is, there, yeah, he there's can't. nothing, right? Yeah. It's just he feels like it's going to cause a nuisance, and so he's declining us. And then in, when he declines us, then he gets to surmise what we do instead. And so basically, yeah. it, basically it creates a condition where it's impossible for us to go into these homes it's impossible for knowing you what to, he's going to feel. It, 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 it's impossible for you to satisfy what he wants. Because there's no clear-cut answer. Exactly. And let, so, let, let, let me ask you this. I, I want you to go on. Yep. But um, I don't want to ask you this. I want to tell you this. Like, I would just call the program, and I would have been, like, the second one, I'd have been like, hey, look, when it's in Prairie Village and this guy's involved, don't call me. Right. I can't do it. And I'd explained it all. Like, I'm not a tattletale, but, like, there's only so much you can do, right? Yeah. I call them. I say, hey, look, I can't do it. This guy's going to turn us down. This is what he's turned us down on the first two. I don't know what you want me to do. I'm sorry. I'll take everything else but that. So would you be happy to know that I had that exact conversation with the program? Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very satisfied. So, yes. Austin, yes. Austin got to hear it, actually. So, okay. Um, after my one-hour heated conversation with the inspector and realizing that we can't expect success, like you can't, without standards, you cannot expect success. Well, you can't... It, it, <laughs> You can't expect to get anything done without standards. Right. Like if there's no – the reason we have standards is the rule of law basically so that people with differing opinions are forced to come together to get things accomplished. Right. You know what I mean? Like imagine imagine how difficult it would be to install plumbing in a house and there's no written standards that everybody agrees to. And then the inspector comes in and he's like, I feel like that pipe's a little too big or I feel like that joint's a little too tight. 
right? Like you'd never, ever pass an inspection. I mean, I've never said that, but okay. (laughs) There you go again. So you'd never pass an inspection, right? right? I feel that roof's a little shallow. It needs to be steeper. I feel like the, like, yeah, that that doesn't work. Anytime you're leaving it to feelings, you're going to have problems, right? Yeah. And so that's why there is a code book. That's why it's a well-communicated standard that everybody knows the rules going into the game, right? And if you don't know the rules going into the game, it makes it impossible to win. And if you can't win, why play? And so uh, I did. I let the program know. And this is is kind of a cool thing because we do a a significant majority of the work in the program. Um, And so... Uh, I did let the program know that from here forward, I will take no more Prairie Village jobs until this guy gets his shit in gear. And yeah. the, the program has much more power than we do. Oh, yeah. They went to him and they were like, hey, look here, motherfucker. Well, I guarantee it. They're still arguing about it. Um, and they're probably going to have to go legal. They're definitely going to have to go over the inspector's head and possibly legal to get this taken care well, of. Well, they'll have to go over the inspector's head. They won't have to go illegal. No, they that might. Guy, that guy will just get canned. I don't know. Well, it, you can't. Well, we're going to get off topic, but that, like, if the EPA is bringing breathing down their necks, mm-hmm. which is a federal organization, and then these people are trying to actually realistically get something done, right? And this one loser with nothing to do and no common sense apparently is getting in the way of that. That guy's boss is going to be like, dude, yeah, like we're either going to get after it. Yep. Or you're out of here, and I'm going to get somebody on here that can get it done. So, like that's that's you is probably going to be the what it's, happens. It's funny you say the common sense thing because it's on, common sense. On my phone call with him, he disagreed. And keep in mind, when when we set these installs up, it is me out there with over 20 years of plumbing experience. It is a homeowner that has no experience, no plumbing experience, yeah. but they do have experience with how their yard behaves in wet weather events. Right. Oh, that's they, true. they know that's that ponding here, water comes off the hill here. The neighbor's water comes here. Yeah. This area is always like, we yeah. get that. They right? know. Yeah. And then the program sends out, uh, they're, they're called design professionals. They're engineers that also have experience in all of this stuff, yeah, right? Engineers at the bottom of their so, class. Got it. So there's four, there's, there's two engineers, me and the homeowner. There are four highly knowledgeable people yeah. making a determination on where the sump pump will be discharged. Yeah. Right. And, and dumbass McGee. And then, <laughs> and then you get this inspector and, and he, he literally used the common sense line. Well, it's just common sense. If you discharge it there, it's going to cause a problem for the neighbor. And I'm like, don't don't say common sense. Well, why not? Well, for one, common sense ain't that common. But for two, common sense, when you say common sense, it makes it sound like everybody thinks the same and they don't. Because we had four. Yeah, we have four people here that know. Four smart people. And you're a dipshit. And you're the only one that disagrees with us, right? And lastly, when you use the word common sense, it sounds like you're being really condescending and trying to say, I'm stupid. And you're, you're acting like, well, this is just common sense. So stop. And I, I just flat ass called him out right there. Right. Have you, have you ever noticed like when someone questions Mitch, he gets super mad. Well, I like, I know it. I like, I've known Mitch a long time. I will. Austin got to hear the whole conversation. Whole conversation. But you do. I started off very tactfully. Yeah. It, okay, I'm not saying uh, 
Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you didn't. Right. So you got defensive right there. Well, I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying yeah. that when things get heated and someone mm-hmm. says, Mitch, you might be wrong here. Like he goes to another level. Yeah. Like he yeah. just well, loses this shit. Ultimately, I'm the same way. It takes you eight levels to get there. It takes me two. Like the second time I'm like, look, motherfucker. Ultimately, I will burn the playhouse to the ground right out of the gate. <laughs> ultimately, the way I left it was the inspect with the inspector is this is a business. The business has to be profitable. So if you can't tell, if you can't clearly communicate a standard that you are judging discharge locations by, then for one, you're not doing your job as an, like, that's literally your job as an inspector. Yeah. Clearly communicate a standard, enforce the standard. That's literally your only job. And it's, it's not even communicate the standard. It's, I mean, I guess reference it is. the standard. It, yeah. Reference the standard that the city council or city or code yeah. administration has done. And then you just make sure it's followed. Right. You can't just take that turn around, tie it into a bow and say, nope, we're right. doing this instead. You are not Jesus. Yeah. Get the F out of here. Yeah. Like that. I, man, I, I hate inspectors. Now yeah. you kind of got me fired up a little bit. Most of them, most, most of them, them are, are great fine. to get along with. Most of them are fine. But it's like you get the one guy in there that was like picked on and is yep. a loser and never had anything good happen. You know what I mean? Yep. And then he's like, oh, this is my chance of power, motherfuckers. Right. No, this is your chance to get fired real quick. Well, and I, what are we doing? I called him out on that, too. I'm yeah. like, dude, you know, inspectors kind of get a bad rap for being on a power trip. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is exactly what causes that. Yeah. You're yeah. refusing to clearly communicate the standard and you're leaving it up to your discretion at the day. And if you're in a good mood, your discretion is going to be different than if you're in a bad mood. Yeah. And if I piss you off with this conversation, then your discretion is going to be forever different with any one of my discharge yeah. locations. Yeah, and exactly. If it's Monday night and she ain't been putting out, guess what? My yeah. job's harder. Yeah, if everybody fails tomorrow. Yeah, if it's Thursday night or if it's, you know, if it's hump day and then th- everything's good. <laughs> everything's great. And yeah. Oh, man, let's get it, boy. It's just like, what are you doing, dude? Right. Stop. It's not... It's not mood based. Yep. It's not it can't be mood based. Right. Everyone in the room stop laughing. So I don't know what's happening over here. Like giggling like a schoolgirl. No, it's the schoolgirls giggling. Yeah. Just it is what it is. Yeah. You know? And so uh the programs now involved, they're talking with the guy. The guy Oh yeah, they're gonna get his ass fired. Well the guy foolishly used the common sense line with one of the heads of the program. Oh yeah. And the guy flat ass called him out on it and said, Do not ever use the word common sense around me because that infers that you're smarter than me. And we're not gonna have that discussion. (laughs) That's why I say common sense, because I'm smarter than a lot of people. So I just I let it fly. Yeah. Like, you know what? You're an idiot. That's basically what I'm saying to him. (laughs) So that's a crazy long winded story as to why standards are a topic of this show. Um, well, this, well, this not is just a, a topic, but why they're important. This is a prime example of why standards are important. Yeah. And if they're important for a plumber to pass a code inspection, they're important everywhere, right? Yeah. We, we have a standard for how we drive on the highway, right? Yeah. Slower traffic, keep right, speed limit signs, minimum speeds on the highway. Like you have to drive within these certain speed ranges, yes. right? Yeah, to keep people from getting hurt, right? To keep it's people a, from getting it's hurt. The, it's the same thing as the moral standard, right. regardless of what it is. If there's no moral standard, then everyone's just raping, pillaging, robbing banks. Right. Like, if, if, if let's be honest, if there was no moral standard at all, like, it doesn't matter how many cops you have. Right. Like, we can overrun the cop. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're it's just like the, it's just point. like the riots of 2020. Like, yeah. there's only so much they can do before they just got to step back. Yep. What's really holding people together is the moral fabric. Well, you know, you got morals, but you also have laws and you also have standards, right? Well, that and that's what I'm saying. But 
morals will outweigh those even. Because yeah. if you don't have morals, doesn't doesn't matter what the laws are, if there's not enough people to enforce the laws. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's up to society to have that kind of general we're going to work together here. Yep. And we're going to move forward. You know what I mean? Does that Still make sense? Though, the challenge with morals is morals are subjective. You may be morally okay with something that I'm not, and that doesn't mean either one of us are wrong. That's what I'm saying. But if no one has morals, yeah, then it overruns the system. Yeah, morals morals tend to guide the creation of the standards. Yes, right? of course they do. And so, like, can you imagine? Um, and hopefully, Austin can even. Cut I'd like some, to. I'd like to imagine what we're talking about. Uh, hopefully, Austin <laughs> can cut some clips into this. Like, I've seen clips of intersections overseas. Where they have no laws and they have no rules. You've been to Mexico? And it is just <laughs> fucking, no, this is this is like dirt roads, like maybe even Pakistan or something like that, where there are no lanes. There's cars, there's bikes, there's buses, there's foot traffic, all in the intersection at the same time. And You're it's talking about the videos chaos. where the guys are like barely missing people doing 75 yes. miles an hour? Yeah. Yeah. Mexico's the same way. I know you've been to Mexico oh, and yeah. you've been on the bus and they're like, like the light turns green and no one goes and you're like, what's happening? And then you see like four cars Yo. go by yeah. and you're like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. We all understand yeah. that this crazy shit's happening. I don't drive here. Yeah. I'll oh, leave dude. it up to them. You dude, know? I'd be dead as a doornail. Yeah. Like the only way you can get in a bus or a taxi in Mexico is to be half lit. That's why those resorts are all inclusive. You're not going anywhere. You're scared to death. Yep. You go out there sober, not happening. Wife and I took uh, our honeymoon. Insanity. We took our honeymoon to St. Lucia. And there are cows chained up. I don't up. remember that. Yeah. That you went to Lucia. Yep. Uh, there are cows chained up on the side of the road. And in that culture, cow is a sacred animal. Like okay. in India. Maybe. India is yeah. the same way. Okay. Yeah. They just walk the streets pooping. Well, we're Everywhere. on, we're in a taxi ride what from. Smell? What's that smell? Manure. Yeah. That's what that is. We're, we're in a taxi ride from the airport to our hotel. And, uh, you know, we're driving, we see all these cows like chained up on a stake in the ditch right next to the road. We're just like, that's kind of weird. But just, I mean, this is new, right? Whatever. And all of a sudden the taxi stops and he like puts it in neutral and sets the e-brake. And we're like, what's going on? He goes, cow in the road. Like drive around it, like bump it, move it, move it out. of the Nope. No, you cannot. Nope. <laughs> we we got to wait. Yeah. We waited for like 17 minutes for that cow to saunter off the edge of the road. And then we, <laughs> and everybody does like nobody's honking. Nobody. It's just the thing. They know. It's just what you do. They right? pull the flask out of the glove. That's box. their standard. <laughs> That's <laughs> their standard. Sounds right? like waiting in line at McDonald's. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Waiting we got to kill this cow first. It's yeah. the exact opposite no, there's of there. A, there's a country there's where. kill this cow first and they then had, we'll get it. Yeah. We'll get it moved up. There's a country I heard of. I don't know. I can't remember the name, but they had, you know, the left lane was like. They're laying kind of like in Europe, but they actually switched to like right-hand drive, but the buses were still like left-hand drive. So like people were exiting the bus, like on oh, the, the wrong road. side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what country it was. I saw Man, it on top of England. Grand Tour it, top It was probably here. England yeah. because in England, I think everything's right-hand, but I think the double-decker buses are left still. That's wild. Because they probably buy them from us. So, so ultimately, <laughs> I doubt, I doubt anybody's overseas is buying shit from the U.S. That's not true. We don't export a lot. We export more than you think, and I'm not getting. We're, you know what? Just That's the topic on. for another day. We just export move, freedom. Just move yeah. The fucking bald we eagles and freedom. Freedom, bitch. We definitely don't export fireworks. Just, just, <laughs> uh, just no. Or cell phones. You know what? Not a single cell phone's made in the U.S. No comment. Uh, <laughs> just move anyway. On. So, so without standards, it would be very difficult to do anything. Right. Right. Um. 
like we have a standardized uh, currency. We have a standardized math, although Common Core math is trying to fuck all that up. Thank you, you know, advancement in te- technology. But but like first off, Common Core math is bullshit. It's weird. It makes no sense. Yeah, like I can't explain it, even explain it to my kids. She's like, "Why does that work?" I'm like, I, "I have no idea." I have a feeling that'll be a generational fight until the oh, kids that are dead. learning of Common Core math are now our age. And then yeah. it'll be over. It'll just be the way. Well, that's what I have. Yeah, maybe by those, then they'll flip back over to regular math. Well, that's what I'm saying. Those kids are going to be mm. like, oh, my dad taught me a regular. Maybe we should start teaching that again. Yeah. They're looking around. They're like, yeah, fuck Me- this. Meanwhile, everyone's just grabbing their calculator and doing it anyway. Like, they're chat GPTing their essays. They're Googling their answers. And they're using a fucking calculator. I don't want to so. stop. I don't want to get <laughs> off topic here. You're going to make me fucking talk about shit <laughs> we're not supposed to talk about. That's so, why parents got to teach their kids. Standards. Standards. I'm clipping the mic. Standards. Go ahead. If standards Shit. are that important in civilization and standards are that important everywhere else, they're absolutely important in your business. Well communicated, clearly documented standards. So if you are building a business or you've started a business and it's running a little chaotically right now, every time you're frustrated, it is one of two things. It is either a lack of well-communicated written standard in place, or it is somebody not adhering to the well-communicated written standard that's in place. Right. So if you find yourself frustrated, stop and write a process so that that frustration never happens again, as long as the standard is adhered to. Uh, prime example. So we're, we're writing processes in our company Don't, right now. Are you going to give me the toilet paper standard nope. again? Nope. No, okay. no, no. Thank God. <laughs> so prime example. Um, Thank you, Jesus. We, you know, we're in the process of creating standards. Uh, we only have about a 10th of everything done, but we're doing them like as needed. Right. Yeah. And, and basically as needed means as I get frustrated, we create a new standard. <laughs> And, and so, um, we have a, we have a very standardized sales process. We have a a way that we present, uh, our services to the customer. It's very documented. It is very articulate. Every, every piece in that standard has a particular reason why, and even the why is communicated in the standard. So, um, we also have a very particular way that we answer the phones, we have a very particular way that we operate a service call, right? Like how we navigate our CRM, um, all of those kinds of things. And um, one of the things, this, this happened two weeks ago. Um, we had a full day of calls scheduled on a guy, and it's like running a little late, and we're realizing he's not at his first call. His it's, first call? Yeah, yeah. Like what's a little late? It's like nine, and he's not at his first call. How do you know that? We can tell. How can you tell? Uh, Our CRM will tell us if he's working on the job or not. How? Like, he gets to the job. GPS? No, no, no. He gets to the job, and he clicks start. Oh, okay, okay. And so he hadn't clicked started yet, and so we reach out to him. Uh, Office reaches out to him. He didn't answer. I reach out to him, and he answers. (laughs) And and I'm like, hey, (laughs) are you working today? And he's like, no, I got the day off. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he goes, yeah, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I texted you and asked if I could have the day off. And I pause and I go back through our text messages. And sure enough, he did text me a couple of weeks ago and asked if he could have the day off. And you told him, yeah. And I told him, okay. 
And that's, that's all the farther it went, right? And so right there, I'm frustrated. Moment of frustration. This is real life business shit. Moment of frustration, right? It's not about he said, she said. It's not about whose fault it is. It's not about placing blame. It's not about any of that shit. Oh, sure it is. It's your fault. Your job as the business owner is to recognize problems and then put things in place so they don't happen again, yeah. right? But yeah, it was your fault. Technically, yes, it was my fault. Yes, right? 100%. Anything that happens in my business is my fault. Yeah, shit if goes one downhill. Of, if one of my guys floods a house. It's reverse pyramid. It's yeah. my fault, exactly. right? And so exactly. uh, even if I wasn't on site, even if the guy knew better, it's still my fault because I own the business. So anyway, I get frustrated, but I've trained myself. Well, every you, time get, I get, you probably didn't get frustrated with him. No, no, no. I'm not frustrated yeah. at him. I'm frustrated yeah, at the like, situation. Oh, yeah, you're right, man. Okay. And then you're like, okay, now what do I do? Yeah. I've got to jump into action. I've either got to run these other calls. Yep. And I've got to decide a system to put into place so that this yeah. shit don't happen again. So that all happened right before my daily. I meet with my virtual professional once a day. And that all happened right before my meeting with my virtual professional. And so I literally derailed the meeting and was like, we got to make a process. We have to have a time off request process. Because what was happening in our company was one of our guys would just plug in his own time off in our CRM. One of our guys would text me. One of our guys would text my wife. One of our guys would text whoever was dispatching. Like there was no uniform standard for how do we request time off and how do we approve it? And so it was all working, but obviously it was very close to coming to a head. And that day it came to a head and blew up. Yeah. And it, so it can't be a hundred percent process when it's all fucked up like that. Right. Like right. When everybody's be. doing it their own way, that's not yeah. a process. Well, it works. And, it works. It works. It and works. so we created a process. We now have a Google doc, uh, a Google form that the guys have fast linked onto their tablets. And if they want time off, they have to fill out a time off request form. And they select, is this a vacation day? Is this a, like, is this a paid vacation day, a PTO day? Um, is this a non-PTO day? And another thing we do in our companies is a floating holiday. And so is this one of your floating holidays? They only get one. Look, but. Let me ask you something. Will your CRM allow you to let them request a day off and then it shows up for you to see and then you can approve it or not? So I don't know if our CRM will. We do that through the Google form. I know. I, I know. I'm just, and I'm asking, do, do the, they, does that, do the CRMs not allow you guys to do that? They, they may. Just However, at it. CR, anything inside of a CRM requires somebody paying attention to it. Well, and that's what I'm saying. That, that's kind of what my question was. So if they, if they were to request it in your CRM, like, is there a way that you can set it up that then, bing, you get an email, and then not, you confirm, yes, he can have that, or no, he can't. And not then you have really. Talk. Okay. Not really. And that's one of those many intricacies, like, CRM create, like, I, I got to give my hats to feel pulse, because CRM creation is one of the hardest things ever. And because you think differently, and I think differently, and Austin yeah. thinks differently, and the thousands of listeners of this show think differently, yeah. imagine trying to create one software that works for everybody. And your unique ideas and my unique ideas. And you think it should run this way. And I think it should run this way. Yeah. You know, like that's, well, that's why I'm asking. That's almost an impossible job, it's, right? And, it's not impossible, but it's pretty damn close. Yeah. And so there's a lot of things that I do outside the CRM just because I can have a little bit more control over it and not control in a controlling way. But like, I don't want to leave it to having to see a notification in order to catch somebody's time off request. Yeah. Right? Like if, it, like if you were to use Google calendar, for instance, for the same process, like if, if they were able to put it on a Google account, I'm just, 
because people are used to it. That's yep. why I bring it up. Yep. Then every when you pulled your calendar up that everyone in the company can see, boom, someone's already got a day on there. Well, so what we do instead is um, we created a Google Doc or a Google Form. I'm sorry, a Google Form. Well, a Google Form, you can trigger who gets notified when the form's completed. Yeah. And so I get notified, my wife gets notified, uh, and my virtual professional gets notified. Yeah. And so all three people that matter in a time off request are now, you have an email in your inbox. Cannot ignore that. Yeah, it's a redundancy. Yeah. And so I approve the timer. Well, ultimately, it's my wife that approves or declines everything. The only time she'll involve me is if we have multiple people trying to request off on the same day. Then it escalates to me to approve or decline. And and then we have my virtual professional that handles the front end of payroll that gets notified of everything so she knows how to pay the guy. Yeah. Right? All people that matter. But but that's my trigger for creating processes in the business is the moment you're frustrated, can I write a process that prevents this from ever happening again? Can I get everybody rowing in the same direction? Right? And so I presented the process to the team. And the team, uh, you know, anytime you're building processes, the team's going to get a little tired of processes because you're constantly adding and you're constantly changing and everything else. However, this one was very well received because everyone realized like Anthony requests time off this way. Spencer requests time off this way. Austin requests time off a different, a completely different way. Let's be honest. They were all probably like, man, I, I, I asked Mitch, what do you do? I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they probably had, like they were just guessing and, and, and yeah. that's why it was going in every different direction. Yeah. And people tend to underestimate how busy their manager is. And so since I am currently business nah. owner slash manager, um, it's easy for the guys to send me a text and then I say, sure. And then they assume it's taken care of and rightfully so. Like I'm not faulting the guy. But what oh, yeah, happens? One hundred percent on you, right? What happens? Like in this case, John sends me a text saying I want time off on this day, and I said sure. And then literally, like I won't say sure unless I go do the thing right then, right? Mm-hmm. So, no, I I literally won't. I I, I I know for a fact that you and I have had conversations. And then be like, hey, what was about this? And then I'm like, I go back and look, and I'm like, yeah, I sent that to him. What the fuck's he talking about? Right. Well, so it's what happens? You get busy doing stuff, and exactly. Then you just, yeah. So here I am. Yeah, I, get, the, like, I get it. I've received this text. I've said yes. And now I'm like walking to my computer to log the time off. Bring. And then I get a phone call. Yeah. And it's like, now I got another fire to put out or whatever the case may be. And well, so I get distracted, forget. 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 Yeah. And, and so on. Yeah. This is the ADHD talk that you don't think you have. It absolutely yeah, is. I get it. I, However. Yeah. The standard prevents all of that, right? There's nobody that can keep up with that many spinning well, plates all at once. No, no one can. And so, and that's why I keep bringing it up. That's yeah. you have to have those things in place because literally it gets to the point where you cannot keep track of all that stuff. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. Right, like I'm doing 87 different things, just like. The picture yet was yeah. that two days ago. Yeah, I asked you for. Mitch, Mitch I know. sends me. I was he, joking with Danielle yeah, about that last he sends, night. He sends me a pic. He sends me a text and he says, "Hey, I need a picture for the thing." And I'm like, "Got it, no problem." Literally, I think I'm going to send him one in five minutes. Twenty four hours later, the I'm like, next, "I still need that picture." The next day, he's yeah. like, "Pick two question marks," and immediately I, I'm like, "Totally Damn forgot." I, really, yeah. I was like, "Up, oh, totally." And totally then the, boot biff that. And like, then the I one totally you sent me forgot. looked it, like Mar from fucking Home Alone. <laughs> that was a picture from me when I went to see my sister or my brother <laughs> yeah, like yeah. six years ago. I, I'm, I'm going like, through don't my make phone. me text your wife for pictures I, of you. I, I, I'm going through my phone looking and I'm like, 
you know, I'm not going to have any pictures of myself on my phone. And <laughs> yeah. I was like, I came to that one. I was like, send. And then I, I called Janine immediately. I was like, hey. Yeah, you oh, gotta yeah. send Mitch some pictures. As soon as and you sent that, I'm like, one. I'm gonna text his wife. His wife's got pictures. <laughs> I had of him. already told her. I was like, you've got to send Mitch some pictures and ha- like yeah. let him crop one. She's like, I will. I like the distinction of what you said. Is I think a lot of people they're they're so in the moment. And I saw this managing at McDonald's and the same thing at Quick Trip where people are like, oh yeah, I'll fix it later. Like they're yeah. So what you said is you stop and so before you drove out there and you start running calls. Like, no, I'm going to sit down and create this process first. And I think a lot of people, they just get up, like, oh, I got to go fix it. And then that's how it just spirals. Yeah, that's exactly how it spirals. Because you think you can take – this is the real problem. Let's be honest. We think that we can take on more than we really can. And we want to say yes all the time. And we're just like, we're rolling, we're rolling, we're rolling. I'm a bad motherfucker. I can do it. Blah, 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 blah. And then one thing goes by. Yep. And then two things go by. Well, you just – it's impossible – to keep up with all of it. So you got two is, you got right? two things there. You hit the nail on the head that we think we can do more than we can. The oh, other yeah. thing 100%. The other thing that we're conflicted with I can satisfy eight women. No, you can't. Yeah. Like we want to be big ballers. You Barely can, satisfy one. No, you can't. No, yeah. you can't. You're 40. Yeah. Stop. So the other thing that we're conflicted with is not only can we not keep up with everything at all times, we're not supposed to. People yeah. people think that that when they sign on to be a business owner, their life is supposed to be chaotic. They think that their life is supposed to be wild and crazy, and all I do is put out fires for them idiot employees and all of this shit. No, right? That's a bad business owner. Well, a good business owner creates all of these processes, so not only is their life easier, but their employee's life is easier too. Well, let's be honest. When to what you were saying there, we think that initially, right? right? And then we get off and we take off and we realize, oh man, this is 10 times more work than I thought it was going to be. I mean, what do we say all the time? You cannot be big without a big team. You right. can't do it. No. It's impossible. Now, can you run a big team? Yeah. That's with well communicated standards. That's feasible. But you cannot do it on your own. Right. You can't. Right. You cannot I, do it. I was it's talking. Impossible. I was talking with a business owner today. It's a hard lesson to learn, too. Whose team went from 20 down to four, all because he didn't have well-communicated standards. And it, it just kind of shit hit the fan, and everybody went their different directions and all of this stuff because he didn't have uniform processes. And so everybody was kind of doing things their own way. Well, when guys are doing things their own way, here's the long-term effects of good standards. When you don't have good standards in place and guys are doing things their own way, they're allowed to think their own way, right? And then all of a sudden you get guys starting to place a different level of importance on different sections of the process. Would they get to be their own manager over their environment? Right. Yeah. And 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 so a well... Impossible. Right. And... Isolated incidences, it's okay, right? Like you could have a guy who, like, there's probably people listening to this show that are like, my thoughts aren't bad. I can, I can manage myself, and that's fine. Like you might be able to. However, somebody else might not. Like there's a reason McDonald's got to be so huge. It's because they're masters of the process. They have yeah. a process for exactly how to cook fries and how to cook a hamburger, and it is very, very well detailed and very, very well documented, right? And some people with common sense could walk into McDonald's and figure it out even without the process. Yeah. Other people need that process, right? 
other people are relying on somebody else to come up with the process and just give me the process, tell me what to do, and I'll do it. Yeah. Some people like coming up with the ideas on themselves, and other people like being told what to do. And that's not – you're not being bossed around. You're not a slave. You're not anything else. It's, it's just military is a prime example of this. People that thrive in the military, they love the military for the structure that it offers. A lot of them do, yeah. They, they love the structure. And they love getting discipline. And they love – And they don't know it. When they sign up, they don't realize it. Exactly. And people that stick around for a long time, it's because they – gained discipline they yeah. gained the knowledge of a structure they like the routine they like the structure yeah. they like the predictable outcome yeah there's relative security in that right and I that's think, yeah i think i need that a lot of times like, that's man if, if i could just have someone telling me what to do every day like i wouldn't be so stressed that i have to make my own decisions dude like, one of i my, think about it all the time one of my so it, it's so funny i've thought this i've never posted it um and then one of my one of my buddies in Apex posts this post that says, if you're an entrepreneur and you don't continuously have the thought of burning the whole fucking thing to the ground and going to get a job at a McDonald's, God, every you day. are not entrepreneuring hard enough. Every fucking day I think right. about it. I'm like, man, fuck this stuff. And and so every day, man. He posted that and I'm like, I'll be damned. And, and I'm not even pushing that, that hard anymore. And I'm like, man, that I've post, had enough. Yeah, that post went viral because it struck a chord with all entrepreneurs, oh, yeah. right? Thousands of shares on that post. Yeah. And and every day, man. <laughs> like my son. My son asked me, he's like, Hey dad, I want to get a job. And he needs nights and weekends. Like we don't we don't work nights You're talking and weekends. Mace? Yeah. Okay. And he needs nights and weekends. He's trying to save money for a car. We don't really work nights and weekends in the plumbing company. Not to mention, I'm totally cool with him working somewhere else before he ends up working for the plumbing company, right? I want him to see how other places work before he comes to us. And so, literally, I'm having one of those days where I want to burn the whole fucking thing to the ground and go manage a McDonald's. <laughs> and so I tell him, I'm like, go get a job at McDonald's. I'll go with and, you. <laughs> man, I don't. I, and the reason why I tell him that is not, it's not out of defeat. It's not anything else. No, I, I get that. Learn the, like, learn the, the benefits of process. Well, As a 14 year old going to work at McDonald's, yeah, he did, he did not get that. What, what's funny is they gave him the job. Oh, he went. Oh, he went and he applied. And then he went for a second interview, which I'm amazed McDonald's does second hmm. interviews. That's weird. It's fucking McDonald's. And so he no went for comment. a second interview. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And then they gave him the job and said, we'll be in con like, you've got the job. We'll be in contact with you next week to figure out your schedule. Okay. Nothing. Ghost town. And he followed up with the manager three times and still nothing. And I'm like, give up. Yeah. You, you've done your due diligence. You're not going to go beg to work at McDonald's. I don't. <sighs> and, and so I, t I told him, I told him, you're not down and out. I'm Every McDonald's is individually owned. Maybe go grab a job at another one. But I just I, <sighs> his girlfriend also worked at that one. So that every long once in a while, I'll get a call. I used to work <laughs> at McDonald's. I'll get a call from people who are like desperate. So they'll go through anyone who's worked at the McDonald's for like I guess the last fifteen years. Like I used to be a general manager. Yep. Like hey, we're you know just seeing you know it's like yeah. if you like to come back, they want me to come back. That's like if you ever them. if you've I, ever I, bought a car at a dealership, you can guarantee that they're going to start calling you within two years because <laughs> they want to buy your car back. They uh, I just <laughs> I don't want to get off topic here, but. Like, so when I was 14, I worked washing windows with Cody Smith. Yep. Like two nights a week. I did too. Yeah. I don't think we worked there at the same time, but no. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was for his aunt. Yep. It was a couple nights, beauty brands, whatever. Yep. She washed windows, right? I've cleaned the floors in so many beauty brands. <laughs> oh, they're disgusting. I told Austin about it. They're fucking disgusting. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, what, what I want to say about that is don't make him get a job, dude. Like, I, this is the thing. Like, I know that for me, like, it propelled me later, right? And I know that when I turned 16 and got a car, I had to have a job a few nights a week and mm-hmm. I did all that and, all, you know, all that. But, dude, you know how much stuff we missed out on? Oh, right, right, right. Because right. we're fucking working. Yep. Like, there's plenty of time for work. Yeah. Like, there are other ways, and I'm not arguing. If he wants to do it, whatever. Like, there are other ways for you to instill in your kids um, work ethic mm-hmm. and how do we move forward. Yep. You know, I just, like, I, I will probably never wet, wet, let Layla have a job outside of summer. Yeah. Like, her number one job to me now is good in school. Yep. Play sports. And then I will teach her whatever I can about work ethic outside of that. Yeah. You and, know, and, and I, I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying other parents, their, their kids are wrong. I'm not because for both of us, it worked out great. Yeah. Like, you know, I, like there's no judgment. I just, yep. you've got to be careful. Yeah. It and, makes you bitter. And remember the people I used to work with? Oh, yeah. They're losers. Yeah. You remember some of the losers you worked with at Lake House? Oh, man. Not Lake House. Lakewood. 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 I mean. <sighs> yeah. Losers. So, so him wanting to get a job. That's good, though, his, his that he wants one. His girlfriend worked there, so I'm sure he kind of wanted to get a job where his girlfriend worked. Yeah, freezer sex. I get um, it. Yeah. <laughs> Please, no. Please, no. Hey, for all of you creepers out there, that was the thing at the Pizza Hut I worked at. <laughs> so, sorry. <laughs> Shrinkage. Any, anyway. Uh, yeah, he wanted a job That's there. He, you know, he's 14. He's coming up on 15 here real fast. He's got... You know his first car yeah, and his right future. So he's 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 wanting all the stuff to to for his first car. Yeah, um, and he's and he's been saving money for a while. He's got enough to buy a little beater. Um, he's got his eyes set on either like a small two door four door car or like a Ford Ranger. Nothing crazy. He does still like good classic cars. Like he'd love an old '60s Mustang or something like that. You get a Danger but, Ranger first, and then you buy the Junker, and you can work on that. I'm. I'm conflicted. Like I want him to get a Danger Ranger, but at the same point, me as a like I can, I can drive cars, right? The Danger um, Ranger's sketchy. I've almost wrecked too. I've, <laughs> I've driven a two. If he gets a Ford Ranger, it will have to be four wheel drive. I've driven a two wheel drive, two wheel drive uh, Danger Ranger on the highway in the snow. As a competent adult that is very capable of driving in the snow. This is weird you're going to say this because I have a story from two and, weeks ago. And it, it it was the most difficult vehicle I have ever driven in the snow. That, yeah, it's so light. The chassis is so light. It's so light that it literally spins the back tires trying to overcome the wind resistance yeah. of driving down the road. Yeah, it's because the da- there's no downdraft in the, it in is the rear. Insane. Like you just it is be- insane. Because it wants to sit like this. I mean, yeah. No one can see me, but I'm putting my hand down. Like, you, it wants to ride like this. You'd be driving along, and then all like you're not giving it gas, you're not doing anything, and then all going. of a sudden the back tires break loose, and you're sideways, and you're like, yeah. what the heck? Dude, so last, so, um, was that last, when did we get that ice? Was that last Friday? Yeah, last week, week and a half ago. I think it was, no, two mon- uh, Monday. It was last Monday. Tuesday. Yeah. It was Tuesday. So Wednesday morning, I'm driving out. It's 6.15. Yeah. I'm in my red truck. Two-wheel drive. I'm on the highway. I literally go around a semi. I, I, I'm doing 60 miles an hour. That's it. Yeah. 
I go around, I get the air draft comes off of me. Yeah. I'm doing, I'm sideways doing 65 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah. And when I say sideways, I mean sideways. Sideways. And it was one, Steering two, lock. three, <laughs> Back to, four. yeah, left to right to like, left to right to left to oh, right. Oh, dude, I was, like, all the cars behind me stopped. Like, I am literally like Mario Andretti on yeah. the highway, you know, and the rule is don't hit the brakes, right? So right. You, you just let off the gas and you try to ride it out. Yeah. I mean, I can hear, like, there's pretty aggressive tires on that truck. I can hear them grinding when that thing goes sideways. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. you could hear, I'm yeah. like, oh, God, I'm going to fucking die. at 6.45 in the morning, in the <laughs> ice, in the dark, no one's watching. I don't know how I came out of it. Praise God. I straightened that thing out. It's because it's ice. And you aren't really going to change directions too much. No. I, it was literally just sideways. <laughs> the vehicle may rotate sideways, around, but you aren't really sideways. changing directions. You're right, because 70 was straight right there, yeah. and I was going uphill. So it's like I was just peeling off speed, man. I got that thing straightened out, and I was just like, so your, your butt is puckered so tight to get you a hemorrhoid. You're just like, so that I mean, day, God, I was freaked like, out. I meant to tell you that the other day, and I completely yeah. forgot about Ice it. Ice glued to the windshield. Dude, like, I was... No cell phone, no music, no anything. Yeah, you get up at 6.45, you're kind of tired of driving down the road. All of a sudden, it's like... So, I mean, those things are like the size of quarters. <laughs> you're just like wide open. <gasps> so that day, there was still a lot of snow on the ground when that ice was out. And, Dude, uh, it, was, it was slick as shit. Yeah, that day, one of my buddies that has access to the scout camera network, which is all the highway cameras around oh, the Kansas yeah. City area. Dude, there were wrecks everywhere. He had... Uh, he he put together a clip of montage of of uh, a montage clip of one highway off ramp, just one off ramp of people slipping and sliding. And there must have been like the <laughs> wind so was good. hitting this part of the off ramp right yeah. or whatever. Yeah, because shit. the the montage starts and the ditch off to the outside of the off ramp is all white snow uninterrupted, right? And it's still pretty dark out. And then all of a sudden, here's the montage, and here comes headlights around the off ramp, and then boom, cars in the ditch. <laughs> and then, and then it clips to the next car. And it, this isn't like car after car after car, like in sequence. Like I, this happened over a period of like two or three hours. <laughs> but here comes another car, and right at the exact same spot, runs off the edge of the road yeah. and hits the other car. Yeah, that wind and, was whipping, and, just making a piece of black eyes. And, and what's funny <laughs> is the outside of this off-ramp is a, like a, a hill, and you can't see the cars <laughs> over the hill. Vanish. They just disappear. Well, no, like <laughs> from the camera angle, you can, but from the on-ramp, you can't. So you don't, rea it's, you don't realize that everyone's wrecking You don't realize there. everyone's wrecking yeah. there. And so you're just driving along, and then all of a sudden, oop, you're in a ditch, and then bam, you slam into seven other oh. cars that are in the... In the ditch. <laughs> I'm like, man, that, that's that that's a shit day. Yeah. It was, dude, it was so slick. Yeah. Like, normally they cancel her school. Like, they'll call at like 5.30 in the morning. Yeah. I'm literally driving at like 6.45 my phone rings. I'm like, what the hell? They cancel. I mean, the high school kids were probably already either getting on the bus. Yeah. And I was like, dude, that's bad. Like, yep. you know it's bad if it's that late. Well, did you hear what it's happened with Grain slick. Valley? That day, Grand yeah. Grain Valley's for those that don't know, like Dave's in Lee Summit schools. I'm in Blue Spring schools, even though we only live like three miles away from each other. We're at the nexus of the universe. Yeah. And I then live. and then Grain Valley is like three miles to the other way. And so uh, Grain Valley schools canceled school that no Grain Valley never canceled school. They canceled bus service halfway through picking up kids. In other words, so what did they say? If your kid wants to go to school, you got to take them. They fuck you. So like, stay, snow day, girl. They Let's put go. a <laughs> what they, are you doing? they put an APB out to all the bus drivers saying, stop your routes. 
were did they, done. Did they have to go drop the kids off they had picked up? I assume. But but they <laughs> no also way. yeah, they also finished their routes. They had to finish their routes and tell the kids you're not getting on the bus, we're turning around. So they had to finish their routes and tell all the kids waiting for the bus no. And then they had to go back and drop off the kids that they had picked up. What about the parents that go had already left for work? I don't know. <laughs> this it, is the problem it with was society. A cluster. People are <laughs> people are getting dumber by the day, man. Well, so you that can't was do that. That day was, was the so trade winds coaching, man. like the trade winds group coaching call in the morning. And Andrew posted a picture. He's on the Zoom call, and he flipped his camera around and That's showed. That's not the same day. That was later. But yes, that, that day was Tuesday. Was like a shit too. That was Tuesday. Okay, that was after my fiasco. Mine and, was the week before that. And so Tuesday, Andrew flips his phone around, his there's phone two, camera around, and there's two buses in the ditch. In the ditch. <laughs> and then like 10 minutes later, you started hearing all this stuff about Grain Valley Schools. It was so wild. They never canceled school. They only canceled bus service. That's so dumb. But then they, they had to like come up with this weird thing of like, we can't hold it against you that you didn't come to school because we didn't give you a bus ride. But yet, if you came to school, you get credit. But if you didn't come to school, you don't get credit, but it doesn't hurt you. It's so dumb. Like, so dumb. I love the guys in the group are like all the northern guys. Like Clay was like, yeah. he was like, southern people. And yeah, I'm like, southern people, like we're in the Midwest. What are you yeah. talking about, dude? He's like, you guys are cute. Yeah. <laughs> like This is every day. We yeah. do this every day. I mean, snow doesn't shut our city laugh. down like it does Dallas, but it still has a significant effect on our city. Oh yeah. You know, there's a lot of like, dipshits in this city. What's, what's really what city's like, full of retards. We let's didn't just, get, let's just call it. Okay. We didn't get trash service for two weeks. Um, what? Yeah. Well, the first week, uh, it Ours was, was only a day late both times. Triple A baby. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. It lies the same way. The, the first week it was like, you know, negative 15 degree temperatures in neither diesel trucks nor hydraulics like working in those temperatures or men outside hanging, yeah, on, hanging on the back of a truck. truck. Right? Yeah. I mean, so, I get it. I got it. I was so like, dude, when it, when it didn't like, get picked, up, picked the up, I yeah. would have said shit. When it didn't get picked up, I'm like, I ain't mad at all. Right No, Of well, course then, not. What are you an ass? Literally the very next week on trash day, was the ice. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's probably not getting picked up now. So they had like a whole bunch of catch up to do. And there's, yeah. of course there's people bitching like, I'm going to change trash companies and all this. I'm like, why? Look, look there, you know, heavy Lisa, <laughs> you, you struggle to walk your trash bin to the curb. Try hanging on the back of a trash truck in negative 15 degree weather in ice and see if say, you can pull that did off. Did you just say heavy Lisa? <laughs> that is funny as shit. That's the classic stereotype of the people oh. that are looking at can it, like perfect service from a trash company for years. Yeah. And you get, you a, can't give them one break. You yeah. get an alignment of two unique weather events. I mean, come on. Lisa. That's going to be a shirt, right? <laughs> I guarantee, I guarantee you the person ah. that's bitching about their trash not getting picked up on inclement weather days it's is also who's... the person whose dog is shitting on their living room floor on potty pads <laughs> because that dog says, I ain't fucking going outside. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But you expect the trash guy to go outside. Yeah. Meanwhile, you'll let your dog shit yeah. in your living room. You know what? That's the great thing about living it's a in weird the country, thing ever. too. Like, if, if our trash gets full... I just take them out back to the burn pile. Yeah, you can just burn it. And I burn. I set that shit yeah. on fire. Like, well, we we caught a lucky break that one of those shit. weeks we were not even home. So like, yeah, like we didn't add matter. to the trash yeah. problem. And I just I know they're I know they're good for it. They'll come back. Oh, and all these people are asking for discounts and everything else. I'm like, bitch, it's the same amount of trash. 
Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's like they aren't saving anything by not coming to pick it up, other than your can sat out there for a day or two. Relax. And well, like, how much are you paying? Like, I think we pay like fifty bucks for three months. Yeah, yeah. It's like, the, yeah, you like, spend more on Netflix, and when your internet goes down, you don't demand a refund from Netflix. And cheeseburgers, heavy Lisa. Yeah, I'm gonna go like <laughs> heavy I'm Lisa. Gonna, exactly. Just, I don't understand. That's gonna be a shirt. I'm gonna make a shirt. Right. I've, I've, I have been working on so trade winds. Like, if you want a trade wind shirt or a void shirt. You can go on tradewindsconsulting.com and just order a shirt. Free hmm. shipping, right? I should buy one. You should buy one. I'd take them from free in the box in the other room. But yeah. whatever. You do whatever you want. I should buy one. But I've been thinking, like, I have a whole list of, like, shirts I want to make. Like, one of them is um, Get Your Ass to Work, and it just says Dave under it. <laughs> and I can't remember what the one I have that's Mitch's, but that'd be a good one. No, you need to yeah, do, like, Lisa. one of those things where it's, like, Lisa. The, the calendar of the year is 365, and every day there's, like, a new Dave quote. And just like would be good. January 27th, and it's just like, get, get your bent. ass to work. Get bent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like every, every day, it just says the same thing. Get every, your ass to work. Every Monday is get off your ass and get to work. Like, that's just the Monday. And then Tuesday is something else. Also, side note, too, if you have the Moda app, you can actually tap into the uh, secure, like the cameras of the highways. Well, yeah. maybe that's how he's getting it. That's yeah. probably Maybe that's how he's getting it. How he's getting it. it. So we, we did that with last year, Hurricane Eleanor or whatever it was called. Yeah, Elliot. Yeah, we were we were stuck in. Oh yeah, when you went to Mississippi. Yeah, we yeah. were we were talking and we were going to do the full trip up, but we ended up yeah stopping halfway. I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that because he hadn't been here that long. Yep. Yeah. So we're about an hour and ten into the show. We have one more topic to talk about, and that is becoming what you hate. We, is this one going to take an do hour we wanna, and ten? Do we want to? I don't think this one's going to take that long. Okay, go ahead. So <laughs> three let's, hours later, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's I have, start. I, I have my fucking doubts. Dude. No, th- this one's this one should be fairly quick. So, um, uh, okay. when <laughs> you want you want to open your laptop again? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> yes, yeah, we do two topics <laughs> just to trigger the. <laughs> okay, like, lights come on. Boom! Lights go off. All right, cool. Whatever. Hey, put um, your hand out here. No, I'm bored. <laughs> um, so becoming what you hate. This is an interesting phenomenon that happens when you greatly disagree with something. You start to align with the thing that you greatly disagree with. And there's an interesting phenomenon happening currently right now that kind of helps prove this. But prior to talking about that, I want to talk about some other things that happen with it. And so um, I'm going to talk about some stereotypical things that that show examples of this. And then we'll talk about the current one. Um, Stereotypical things that would show examples of this would be like um, the the anti electric vehicle crowd. Right. There is a there's a group of people in the U.S. that don't like electric vehicles and 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 and. I mean, that's probably saying it nicely. They they despise electric vehicles. They, they they don't they really really don't like them, right? And so they're very quick to judge anybody with an electric vehicle and say like, oh, you're an environmentalist, or oh, you think you're going to save the world or save the planet or whatever, right? And and so then when they get in arguments with somebody about EVs, they become an environmentalist in the argument. And don't turn off the podcast, guys. It's going to get better. And so, <laughs> so, so what I mean by that is they'll come up with all these arguments. Like, first, they're calling this guy out. Oh, you think you're going to save the planet? Oh, you think you're going to save the world or whatever? And then 
they start coming up with all these bullet points about how EVs are actually har- more harmful for the environment than a gas vehicle. Which right? is technically true. Might be true. It's true. Right? And, go ahead. And, and we're not here to just debate EVs, you know, how effective they are or how beneficial they are or anything. I'm not smart enough for one. Careful. Don't draw me into a debate. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just telling you, I'm not smart enough to tell it. you. I get it. But, Continue, sir. But you'll have these guys that are not environmentalists. They they self-proclaim. All right, so you've newly started your company and you're trying to pinch pennies. However, you don't realize the biggest thing that's hurting you right now is not gathering all of your information into one spot and making it super efficient for you to use. So the answer is Field Pulse. It gets you off of paper tickets. It gets you off of all of that crazy office work at the end of the day and reconciling all that stuff. And it lets you organize everything with ease. It puts it all into the computer. It actually puts it all into the cloud. So it's not even putting it on your computer and it lets you organize your customers. It lets you organize all of your service calls. Heck, it'll even route you to your service call. And the best part is, even after all of that, you'll probably realize about a 100% growth in your business just in the first year of using Field Pulse. So if you'd like to check out Field Pulse and see what great looks like, click on the link in the description of this show. It's not like they have disregard for the... It's not like they're dumping their engine oil in the creek, right? You're not doing that? I mean... (laughs) I've, I used to know a guy who used to dump his in the storm sewer. I'm, just, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying I knew a guy. There's, there's, uh, I mean, I'm just saying I knew a guy, and maybe the, someone came to his house from DNR. I, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> the It was not me. It was not me. It was Heavy Lisa. It was, yes. Their <laughs> name was can, Heavy Lisa. That's yeah. what we can blame all of our problems on anytime we get to a conversation. Right. Yeah. It's Heavy Lisa. It's heavy Sorry. Lisa. Yeah, okay. So I like it. Um. So you got these guys that are not environmentalists, but then they take an environmentalist stance against EV people, right? And this happens in all sectors. You can have people that are not racist, but then all of a sudden they become very racist in their arguments against racism. You can have people that are not misogynists. But then they become very misogynistic in their arguments against misogyny. That's right? a lot of big words for you. I, I know. I, I, that's good. Okay, I, go I, ahead. Continue. But, <laughs> but ultimately, what I'm getting at is you need to do like an internal self audit. And if you really disagree with something, you need to find a better way to articulate the disagreement instead of just going with the opposition. And so. Um, political examples of this. And I know I, we don't want to go political. However, um, I love it. Let's do it. <laughs> I know Dave wants to go political. Always. Um, you like political examples of this is the parties argue the other side simply because one party's arguing one side, right? They yeah. don't necessarily agree yeah. the other way. It's just, they feel like their only leg up is to argue the other position. In other yes. words, if, if you got one political party that's saying close the borders, the other political party is naturally going to say open the borders. Whether they agree with it or not, it's just that's their their only defense is to go in co- a complete opposition of the other party, right? And so what happens in real-world disagreements is, like, let's take the EV one, for example. Um, you got a guy driving an EV or maybe he's promoting EVs or he's helping, like he's trying to say, you know, EVs are great or whatever. 
the only opposition is EVs are more harmful for the planet than what you think and everything else. And it's like, hold on, you can't, you can't combat an environmentalist by becoming an environmentalist. And, and that's a, it's a weird shady thing that we do. We try to out environmentalist, the environmentalist, right? We try to out politicize the politician. We try to out legalize the lawyer. And, and it's, and it's wild how fast we all become experts in anything like, like mm-hmm. that meltdown that happened in the grain Valley schools where they canceled bus service in the middle of the routes. All of a sudden, everybody became a weather professional and a, a student professional. They became a, a an educator, you know, a, a mass, they, everyone, all these keyboard warriors had their, their masters in childhood education in 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 logistics and routing and everything else and so go ahead um where this applies to real life current events today is uh you see a lot of outcry about how often taylor swift is aired on national tv when she attends the chiefs game right and um and this is oh i'm not bringing this up because it's the chiefs right um, and everyone knows I'm Chiefs fans. Hell, I got a Chiefs logo on the background. Loser. But um, where this actually applies is like during the last Chiefs game, all this outcry, all oh, this show Taylor Swift, all oh, this show Taylor Swift. She was aired for a total of less than 60 seconds during the game. Um, I thought I wrote it down. It's somewhere like 41 or 47, 47. seconds. It was 47 seconds. Right? I saw that. Earlier. And I think they, I think it was Today, a total yesterday. of seven clips that totaled 47 seconds, right? And so you got all these people that are choosing to be offended or they're, I'm done watching the NFL or it's a Taylor Swift Super Bowl or whatever bullshit they're coming up with when really what it is is they're taking objection to watching a game for some reason and they have to find something to blame it on. And so they're choosing how often they they air Taylor Swift, right? Meanwhile, one TV commercial that lasts 60 seconds. Let's say it's a Bud Light commercial, right? Peyton Manning's got a real popular Bud Light commercial right now. It's so stupid. It's a dumb commercial. Who's but throwing Bud Light's like a football? It, right. However, dumb. If, if you disagree with Bud Light and you disagree with their stance on the, putting the transgender person on their bottle and everything else. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. They're getting much more airtime than Taylor Swift. So if you it, it just sounds stupid to say, like, I'm going to not watch the game because it's a Taylor Swift Super Bowl and she gets 47 seconds of airtime, not by her choice. Right. This is the NFL putting her on camera because she's in the stadium. And that's one of the things you agree to when you visit a game is that like in your ticket purchase, you're agreeing to be put on TV, whether you approve it or not. Right. And so here she is being put on TV. The the NFL's gaining mileage off of it by putting her on there. But the NFL always does that. They always show celebrities in attendance. They were showing Eminem in attendance at the Lions game. Well, and right? they do it during the World Cup too. They they do it everywhere. I mean, right? yeah, they do it. Everywhere. But you got all these people out there that are taking the choice to be offended at how often Taylor Swift is shown on TV, but then they're going vocal on social media, and they're giving her a thousand percent more coverage by taking it vocal on social media than the TV ever gave her, right? 
And so it's like you're becoming what you hate. You hate the fact that they're showing her so mm-hmm. much, but you're talking about her even more. And so if that's your only chance at arguing against something, you don't have a really good argument. And, and so as you're navigating through life and you find yourself in disagreement with something, take a real good judgment at like, what is your disagreement with it? And if your only disagreement with it is like just the counter of that, it's probably not a very good disagreement. Are you done? I'm done. Have at it. <laughs> I know Dave's that been writing two, down. That was 20 minutes of me not talking. Let's go. Not that I have anything to say. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I want, like, I'm going to work in reverse of what you talked about. Okay. First off, Taylor Swift being on TV all the time. First off, I don't care. No, half of the people don't give a shit. Right. The reason that people complain about it, let's be honest, they're probably just jealous. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. They're like, and most of the people that are talking about it and that are mad about it, they're just not Chiefs fans. And they're like the more hype that they get, the worse that it gets. It's just like the Patriots and they were winning all the time. Yep. So any bit of criticism that they can throw out there, any bit of jealousy that they have, they're just they're pointing it in a direction. Right. That's just what it is. That's how humanity is. When when you're on social media or you're talk at a bar like when we were at bars and stuff, and the fucking smoking hot girl walked in and all the guys in the fucking bar were like, Damn. Damn, who's that? Like you didn't even say anything. All you saw was 15 heads turn and then 15 other heads turn that were women that just immediately started bitching and talking shit about yep. it. Like, that's just how it was. Right. They were jealous. That's just that's just humanity. Like, there's, there's nothing that you can really do to get past it. What makes it worse is the fabric of social media, and now there's a keyboard in front of everyone, and they can just say whatever they want regardless of what the truth is. Right. right? Like, that's a huge problem. The other thing is don't let people dictate your life. As far as Bud Light and what you agree on, don't agree on, seeing Taylor Swift on TV, seeing the Chiefs too much, you're allowing them to become, let me say that a different way, you're allowing them to dictate your thoughts and then you go onto social media and explain all that stuff and it makes you look like an idiot. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're dictating your level of happiness. Yeah. Yeah. Because... because you're basing your feelings off what you saw on a stupid fucking TV right. or on a stupid Facebook post. Get over it. Right. That's the big problem I have with social media in general is that it it will literally warp people's minds and make them turn into someone that they're not. Right. And I don't like that because it makes people disingenuous. It, yeah. really, it really does. It, it can. Will, it literally alters the way they think. Um, and not to get completely off of topic, but that's why – you know, they say girls between the ages of 10 and 17 shouldn't be on there because it's literally changing their brain chemistry because it's fucking true. Well, like you're I, literally allowing yourself to think a different way based on what other people think. Yeah, that I, is not healthy. I think what it takes of is your age. I think what it takes is good leadership from a parent to recognize like a parent knows girls in teenage years, like especially Instagram. Instagram's real bad at this with girls. A parent knows that Instagram can be damaging for girls in teenage years. The The solution is not to remove that item from your daughter. The solution is to give the item to your daughter with the guidance from a trusted parent that they have a great relationship with of like, here's the temptations that can come from this and be on the lookout for it. And now they're approaching it with a more mature perspective 
rather than the parents who are just like, here's a cell phone, here's social media and social media, go parent yourself. You know what I mean? I mean, yes, I know what you're saying there, but I'm going to completely disagree because even though you know that it's warping their brain and you can say to them, Hey, you shouldn't be drug in by this, or you should be thinking this way by the time if a post comes in or something comes in and then you get involved and talk to them about it, it's too late. It can be sometimes stuff. There's no way for you to pre-filter everything that's coming in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh There's it's impossible. You cannot do it. Yep. Now, that being said, other than completely pulling it away from their lives, it's almost impossible to do. You know, it, it, in high school, it was the same way, right? Right. Like, at school, you were completely bombarded, right? In high school, you're bombarded, bombarded, all this different stuff coming at you all the time. And then you go home and your parents are, you know, trying to teach you right from wrong and you're going to church or you're going to whatever. You know what I mean? Yep. You're still late, yep. right? The problem is there's the volume that's coming in all the time and it's just predetermined. That's why I say like, I get so much flack. My daughter's 10. She doesn't have a phone. Every one of her friends has a phone. Yeah. Okay. All of them rule in our house is 11. She will not have one. I don't give a fuck if she thinks I am the antichrist. Yep. It's not happening. Right. Like I have to decide how much I let her be involved in those areas. Right. Like that's my job, whether it's right or wrong. I got to make the right decision. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's no way around it. You got to make the decision you feel comfortable with and you shouldn't get judgment for whatever you do. If you tell your daughter, you can't have a phone until you're 18 and you can't date until you're 21. Yeah. Whether people agree with it or not, they have to honor your decision. You're right. I don't, you're a hundred percent right. I don't go to her little friends' house and talk to their parents and go, I can't believe you gave them a phone. Like, I I don't say that. I say, I'm I'm completely nice and I yeah. it doesn't your bother me. Your circus. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, th- yeah. Those those little shitheads are yours. You do whatever <laughs> you want with them. Like as my kid catapults fast past yours, it's fine. Yeah. Do it, you know, but I don't even you know say how I that. Keep your kid from calling my kid. I don't give my kid a phone. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Um, well, I mean, too to your point, sorry to cut you off, but we talk about teenage girls, but do grown adults? Oh, I know. I know. Get drawn in, and dude, it's tempting too. I mean, like Instagram knows me. Like you're 100. I'm in the camera gear, and you see a guy, and this guy has the the lens that's a little bit newer than yours, and the camera that's a little bit lower than yours. Like it's it's not just for you know teenage girls. It's like 40 year old men. Oh, it's like the new tool came out. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's (laughs) it it, it 100 is, and that's that's kind of it's it. Those were some of my notes too. Is that right? The jealousy factor, Mm. Uh, and I want to talk about. Like what keeps you from being involved in a lot of that stuff and being sucked in is try to be humble sometimes. Yeah. Like don't feel like that you have to go in there and be better than everyone else on a post. I think that's what I see a lot too is it's the, it's the, um, it's the dick measuring for the guys. Sorry. And, yeah. and I don't want to make it stereotype, but like you'll see a post and this person does this. Well, then this person says this and this person says this. Why can't you just be humble and say, Hey, Awesome. Maybe I'm not as great as them. Right. Maybe, hey, good job. Yeah. Right. No, there's always this constant of, you know, we've talked about the Joneses on yep. the show all the time. I got to be better. I got to do this. I got to do that. Get no, the last you word in. Yeah. You don't have to get the last word. Yeah. Be yeah. humble. You know what? And there's a lot of areas. Mitch is way smarter than me. Good on Mitch. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Hey, I got a problem. I'm going to call Mitch because you know what? He's better at this than I am. Right. You know what I mean? And, well, and- and I, I run my social media. I'm, I'm 100% transparent on my social media. And sometimes I put my foot in my mouth. 
right? Sometimes, like, oh yeah, I I try not to bring it up a lot, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> double and yard rake. I I just I just made a post. Uh, it was either yesterday really or today, good, dude. Um, <laughs> where I was challenging somebody on being racist, right? And this this person was looking for a service, and they were demanding that the person who provided that service be a certain race. And I don't like that. Right. What's the difference? You want uh, your shit fixed or not? Well, they, it was not a home service. They were looking actually for a therapist and they were, they were requesting a black therapist. And I will say, and, Oh man, I don't want to get in the whole thing here. Well, and, and I, I, I'm up for discussion on it. For me, Can there I, is okay. For me, ahead. there is no service out there where race would matter. Right now, granted, we all have different issues. And if we're seeking a therapist, we all have different issues. Right. And so but to me, I would have no problem being counseled by a white therapist or a black therapist or anything. Um, The blowback that I got on this. So this actually kind of spoiled a little bit kind of wild. I made So this person posted anonymously in a community group. Here we go. Um. So asking, posted anonymously, Mitch lost his dick. Asking for a black therapist. And uh, I said, you may be able to hide your identity through your anonymous post. However, we as commenters can't hide ours. But I'm okay with that because I'm okay stand, like attaching my identity to what I'm about to say. I said, stop attaching race to a problem. When you attach race to a problem, you make it a racial problem and no problem in this world is a racial problem, right? You need a therapist that can help with your marital issues. It does not have to be a black therapist, right? And um, I can I, I disagree? Well, you, a whole bunch of people did in the comments, right? And some people, like some person even made a comment of like, note to self, never shop with Smedley Plumbing. And then I get yeah, you got to stop doing that. I get a mysterious one star review on our Google page right after that. You would have thought you learned from the last fucking fiasco. No, I, I see that. You know what? For for everyone that knows who Visor is and tried to make me out to be the li- the liberal hater, like mm. from well, what you've said the last few weeks, like everyone would think that'd be opposite now. Let's just let's just say <laughs> for this for longtime listeners of the show that know what we're talking about. Benefits of having over eight hundred five star reviews is you can state your true opinions and handle a little blowback from now and then. I right? state my true. opinion. Opinions, but yeah. I get no blowback. It's well, very least, interesting. You don't have a Google profile either. He no, I don't. Contracts. Hey, you yeah. know what they call that? Being smart. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I caught some blowback from this, and, and 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 what's crazy is people that really don't have any vested interest in this thing are like now offended by me saying that, right? And it's my true opinions, and 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 I can feel like. There's nothing wrong with feeling that way. And no. I, can, I can feel that way without like, like what's wrong is going to my business page and leaving me a one star review for stating my true opinions that like, what's funny is the people that disagree with me on it. We still agree on the same thing. We don't want racism to exist. We just have different philosophies for how to end it. Right. And so it's kind of wild that I catch a one star review because I don't want racism to exist. And I think that the, the fastest way to eliminate racism is to stop attaching race to anything. To everything. Right? Like, like when a news story comes out and says a black man shot a white man or a white man shot a black man. 
Why the fuck does race matter? A man shot a man. A person shot a person. I don't, That's all that matters. I I agree with that. Right. But I want to know the truth. Like I, I want to know that it's a white guy that shot the black guy. The, the I truth. I want to know that it's a white guy that shot a white guy. I want to know that an Indian guy shot a white guy just because I want to know. Here's the thing, though. I, I just want to know. That's all. It doesn't matter. In in but my, I want to know. In my mind, if we're I don't want to say closet racist because that, that is not the We're right not, thing. It, closet racism is not. Stop. It's like closet curiosity. Well, it's not closet curiosity. I just want to know what happened. Tell me the truth. Right. But, but I don't care what the color of their skin was, but I do want to know just to know. Right. So like for me, like there's no, there's no, there's no racism in reporting factual information right if but I, where do you draw the line on the facts like I, was he a cerner employee was he a ford employee was he on unemployment was I he know it all was he getting food I want, stamps i want to know it all i want to know that it was a white guy that got out of a chevy 1500 <laughs> and shot another white guy that got chevy out of driver a driver shoots a ford driver that got right? out of a white i want to know every fact involved that's yeah. just how I am. I want to know everything. And like I just I, like my curiosity will run rampant. Right. Give me all the information. So that's where your true crime TV can come in, right? But I in love a news, true crime TV. I want to hear it all, baby. In a news article, it's kind of funny that you brought up the Chevy. In a news, like it would sound silly if a news article attached the model of car they drove instead of the race. It, it's not that they're attaching Be- the car model it's that they gave the facts of the story i understand that man pulled up got out of a chevy 1500 red went over because i just i want to know all aspects of everything but the news but only, i'm also a really weird motherfucker too, the news so only has 30 seconds to tell the story so what facts do you include and what facts do you know all of them i want them all <laughs> you know what to just parrot that or to debate that point there's 87 news shows on every day and they just keep giving me the same shit over and over again. You know right. what? Maybe break that shit down and give me details on actually what's going on in the world. How about that? Well, and that's that's the problem with the news. Oh, it sucks they, ass. They can't actually talk about a topic long enough to like flesh it out. It pisses me off. All man. they can do is give you the highlights. And when they're having to select highlights, they're going to be selective on which highlights they tell you. Right. Nobody cares if they got out of a Hyundai and shot a Ford driver. I do. Right. However, I want to know because the new in the reason I I'm a proponent of removing race from all problems is because when you attach race to problems, you make it a racial problem. Agreed. And when you make it a racial problem, racism will always exist. And I am a firm believer that true racism is probably two percent of the actual problems today i i'm a firm believer if you removed race from all news stories and from all problems racism would largely disappear by 98 percent and and the reason i I say say 90 10 the reason i say that is because people are in the habit of only reading headlines and not actually reading the story right so when they read a headline that says a white man shot a black man or a black man shot a white man or whatever and, and notice they only give you the race whenever it's one versus the other. They never say a black man shot a black man or a white man shot a white man. Right? I've never noticed. Yeah. They only they only I don't do watch it, a lot of news anymore. They either. only do it to drive division. And so when you remove race from that and a man shot a man, it changes your level of compassion. Why are men shooting men? 
Let's fix that problem. Drugs. Drugs, money, it's drugs. beef, whatever. Right. It's fucking drugs. It is okay? what it is. It's drugs. But but all of a sudden it changes the tune. Everybody loves Now it's not white baby. on white crime. Now it's not black on black crime. Now it's not black on white or white on black. Now it's crime. And that's a whole different tune. That's a whole different, that resonates totally different. Man shot a man here in Blue Springs. Oh, right? What happened? What happened? Cocaine bust. Who knows? It's always cocaine or But meth. now. Always. But, but the way our current media is. Always. Black man shoots a white man or white man shoots a black man. Why the fuck does it matter what color they are? It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I like now. No, I totally get your curiosities, your true crime. TV. Oh, yeah, I just want to know. You want to know where they were. You want to know what their text messages were. You want to know what their cell phones were like. That's the that's the true crime addiction that everyone has in America. I love it. I let's, totally understand that. Let's go back. Let's go back to the original post. Yeah. Of the what was it again? Therapist. The therapist. One of the black therapists. Yeah. I, I am going to 100 percent disagree with you because I think that. um. A lot of times, how do I want to word this? If it was a black couple, culturally, let's be honest, Mm -hmm. white people are different than black people. And it's okay that we're different. Mm -hmm. It's fine. It's totally understandable. It's 100% 100%. okay. Okay. If culturally they would be more comfortable having a black therapist, it's 100% okay for them to ask for black therapists. I will say this, being anonymous is dumb. Don't do that. Right. But like it's it's totally fine if as a white couple I want to see a white someone culturally. It's also okay if a white couple wants to see an Indian therapist because they're known for the Kama Sutra and it's a sex thing. Like it doesn't matter. Right. If if they ask for a specific reason, it ain't none of your fucking business. You well, know what I mean? So like if, if, if they're more, if they're more comfortable and it helps them, mm-hmm. it's no one else's business. They can ask for whatever the fuck they want and it's no one else's fucking business. So prior to pushing back on their post and commenting on it, my mindset is there is zero services that are acceptable to request a service be delivered by a certain race. And, and Except that, for maybe therapy. Well, it sounds like therapy may be in the realms of reality for some people. For me, it's still not. Okay. Um, that's because you're insane. Maybe. Right. However, I still firmly believe that race has no bearing on how somebody thinks and how like the advice somebody would give and all of that kind of stuff. Right. Well, I, I, and I just don't think that's true. Like if, um, say I wanted to be a better athlete and I wanted to work on my quickness, my strength and my conditioning, right? Who in general, who are better athletes, black guys, I have no problem going out there and saying, Hey, I'm looking on working on my strength and agility. I want a black trainer because naturally they're better. It's okay to say that they're better and that I want to be in their realm. See, to it's me, okay. it's to, okay that we're different and that I want to seek the expertise of someone better than me. To me, I would take objection to that because I, to Doesn't me, matter. like, like Patrick Mahomes, his trainer's white. Okay. Right. That's his, that's his choice. I understand it's his choice, but what I'm saying is I'm just saying the knowledge that somebody has to offer is there 
regardless of their race. That's not my point. My point is, if I think they're going to be better for me, right? I can ask for that person. It doesn't. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that guy's going to be better than another guy. I'm saying for me to be comfortable, I want this because it will fuel me to be better. Right? There's no reason I can't ask for that. Yeah. There's not. There's just. There's just no reason. The the tactical version of me would say if you have a racial preference you still ask for recommendations without attaching race to it oh uh, now and, listen I, and then maybe you select the person like okay okay, like, okay i agree maybe, I mean, maybe that's you don't the openly broadcast that's the okay well let's that's the smarter thing to do, but in a culture where there is no racism, I can ask for a black person, and there's no pushback. Right, right. It's you so know like, what I mean? Like, so you can't like that's that's the topic we just talked about before. Don't become the hip. Don't be. You know what I mean? Like, right, right, right. And so like like with this topic here, it, it seems therapy is maybe maybe the one service that is exempt from this. Right. Well, like I've fired customers in the past. Because the customer called, like, I had a customer call in, and they needed a new water heater. And so we sent a plumber. This was before I started my own company. This was when I was managing another company. We sent a plumber out there, put in the water heater. Everything's fine, right? Customer calls back about six hours later and says, I need to talk to management. We have a problem. And I'm like, okay, what's going on? And she happened to be, like, eight blocks from our shop. And so... I go over there, um, and she's like, you need to come out here and look at this. So I go over there, and this lady keeps an immaculate house, very clean, basement cleaner than I've ever seen, okay? And she said, your plumber left an atrocious mess in my basement. And so I go over there, and I'm looking around, and the basement is spotless. The water heater install is super clean, like... Even the solder joints were amazing. The the every connection of the flue, three screws, like pipe dope wiped from every gas connection. Like it was a super clean install. I don't do that. And I'm like, <laughs> I'll I'm let her like, up. ma'am, I I gotta ask here. Like this lady's older; she's in her 80s. Oh, I'm shit. like, I gotta ask here. Like, what's what's so filthy about the install? Like this is a really good install. And she goes, well, look at this mess on the floor. There's mess everywhere. And there was a little bit of the water heater sat about 12 feet from the floor drain, good slope from the water heater to the floor drain, and he let the water run across the floor. And you could kind of see in the right light where the water trail was. It's already evaporated, but you could kind of see in the right light where the water trail was across the floor. And I'm like, ma'am, you know, I got to be honest with you. This install is amazing. I manage this department. This is one of the better installs I've seen. If I need to get a rag and wipe up the the hard water stains from the floor, I will do it. I'll do it. But ultimately, we're in the business of making customers happy, and I'm having a hard time finding out what more we could have done to make you happy. And she goes, well, you can start by never sending a nigger to my house again. Really? And I'm like, oh, my God, like a wave of emotion my blood starts boiling. I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Immediately, like I, I lost my cool and I said, oh, 
oh, that's what it is? Well, let me tell you how we handle that at our company. And I keep in mind, I didn't even own this company. I said, let me tell you how we handle that at our company. We don't service you ever again. If you're going to demand a plumber based off of their race, we decline all services from you. So I'm going to put it in the notes that I personally warranty this water heater and you will never see anybody from our company ever again other than me. And that's how we handled it, right? And so I fired customers in the past for demanding a race of a plumber. Yeah. And so for me, any service that you're asking for should never be asked for by race, even a therapist, right? And I can I can totally understand you want a male therapist or a female therapist. That's different. That's th- different than them saying I will not go to them because that's what it is. If they request that not based on race but because of their cultural beliefs you just can't like that's the one thing that you probably can't argue with and, and it may be right yeah. and so like, thankfully I would, never, I would never i would never have a problem if someone asked that question now if someone said hey you can't have a white guy come over here and plumb my basement like okay we're just not gonna go over we're just there. not going over. you know what i mean like yeah. that's racist yeah but if if it's a c- cultural significance or if someone is comfortable because they just you know, they're uneasy. Like, that's not racism. That's just... Right. You and, know? And so, what's what's funny... I can't believe you said the N-word on the show. Well, I mean, I'm just being factual. Austin's going to have to... I mean, I know the lady said it. No. Austin's going to have to beep it out. We can, we can leave it in there because that's what the lady said, right? I'm not oh, saying quoting, those words. I, I, I know. I understand you're quoting the true the account lady, of the events. And Jesus, Lord. And <laughs> when people hear that... They're going to be like, oh, shit, right? That's her words. Yeah. There's nothing worse than an 80-year-old old white racist lady. And (laughs) I I guess they're everywhere, man. It's awful. I don't say those words, right? No, you don't. However, for somebody who doesn't say those words to hear those words, especially in that context. We're talking about one of your guys, too. Well, one of my guys. awesome. And was one of the cleaner installs ever. Right. Yeah. I could totally understand if it was a sloppy install and now you're just like piling on. Right. However, yeah, yeah. this was one of the cleanest installs ever. Yeah. Clearly racially driven. Right. I, 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 I'm not going to say I haven't looked a guy in the face and said, if you ever talk about one of my like this wasn't racist. Like if you ever talk about one of my guys like that again, I'm going to fuck you up. Yeah. Like, well, you, I, like, you can't tell that to an 80 year old woman. The so fuck you, I can't. So you just tell her flat out. I've, I have told some <laughs> old people I will beat their ass. Look, there is no, there is age is not an excuse for you to be a piece of shit, right? Regardless, but sex, you can't, you can't be. <laughs> I will punch a woman in the face. <laughs> what are you talking about? You can't be. Here we are, worried about I me. Saying I can't. I can't. I'm just fucking around. I'm just I joking. I just, but like I've literally told guys, like if you ever talk about one of my guys like that again, I will seriously fuck you up. Yeah. Like I, because as a as a manager or someone that like. Literally, it's 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 such a weird. You got passion for your team. You have extreme passion for your team. They're coming in every day. People don't understand when you're a tradesman, whether it's new construction. New construction is probably worse. Yeah, like you literally spend eight and ten hours a day with these people. Yep, you eat with them either breakfast or lunch or both. Like they are your family. Yep, and when someone goes out of their way to like threaten them or talk shit on them, you're like, no. 
Going to it's, bat. it's just like them talking shit on your kids. It's the same yeah. thing. Your brother yeah. or sister just like, oh, I'm dude. the only one that can beat them up. Yeah, yeah. it's the same <laughs> thing. Like, I will tell him he's a piece of shit, but you keep your damn mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll knock your fucking old dentures out right here. Yeah. Like, it's just. I mean, hindsight being foresight, I could have kept my mouth shut hindsight on this one. Foresight. And uh, so, like, I actually took a couple of screenshots of it and made a personal social media post about it. And then got fired. Oh, no. The next day. Thankfully, most of my followers on social media know that I don't have a mean heart in my body and in my mind, but um, they also know that I'm willing to change, right? And they also know that I'm very transparent with my social media. And so as you see me progress, you're going to see it on social media. And so one of my actual, actually one of my former neighbors commented on my post and and my former neighbor um they've got three adopted black children and they're a white family and so they know a little bit more about the cultural intricacies of white versus black and everything else and um and and she is actually in the therapist realm um she's not a therapist but she's closely tied with therapists and everything else through her career and she actually asked me and no hatred, no challenge. Like she knows I'm not there. A, a piece a, of shit. A, 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 yeah. A piece of shit or a hateful person or anything like that. So she actually challenged me and said, you know, did your perspective change through all of this? And, and it's genuine. And then she's not looking to start an argument or anything else. And I said, well, at this point, no, but I'm not saying it won't. But at this point, I personally still don't see where race has any bearing on selecting a service provider, right? And and maybe it's because 99.9% of my service provider experience is in-home service, right? Yeah. And not therapy. And, and also, too, I also hold the belief that the more demands or requests a person makes from their therapist, the more they don't actually want therapy, They want somebody to agree with them. And so if you get somebody that's like, I want a therapist who specializes in divorce, some white people with two kids in a suburban area where the husband works and the wife stays at home, that person doesn't actually want a therapist. That person wants somebody to agree with them. Yeah. Right. And so it's a combination of attaching race to a problem, but then also creating such a list of demands from a therapist that you don't actually want help. Yeah. Is, is where kind of that comes from. Like (laughs) the therapist I go to, she's a woman, my age, but it's like, I didn't care. Janine's like, I'm going to get you in. I was like, okay. Right. I, I I mean, I literally didn't care. Right. So I get it. I mean, I get that part. I mean, and, and also, too, like, I don't care if it's a male doctor or a female doctor. When it comes to my annual physical, I know they're going to have to grab my nuts. I know I'm going to have to turn and cough. I don't care. Dude, male my, or female, it's not like a, a female <laughs> arouses me and I'm nervous around a male. Like, I, it's your job. You're a fucking professional doctor. First off. You've grabbed a thousand pairs of nuts and told them to <laughs> cough. Mine ain't no different. Right. Just a little smaller. Yeah. <laughs> I got tiny lungs and a tiny set of nuts. I my, don't know what to tell you. My uh my regular doctor is a woman and she's probably I think she's probably 35. Right. Redhead. She's pretty hot. And like I'll go in there and she's like the most regular 
normal person. Like you would never think that she's a doctor. You gotta be if you're a doctor. Yeah. I, right. I, 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 she, Dude, she, she Nancy Pelosi. Me, she literally asked me the first time she was like, Hey, is it going to be weird that you have a female doctor? I said, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Are you a professional? Cool. Yeah, I don't care. Right. I was like, you might see some stuff that you don't want to see because I'm a little weird, but yeah, yeah, like it doesn't bother. I don't care. Dude, if you ever think you have a bad job, just remember Nancy Pelosi has a gynecologist. (laughs) I'm just saying. It is what it is. I have no shame. I (laughs) ask Mitch. Like like my stuff has been out in the middle of bars before. It doesn't. Yeah. Dave calls it his cat brain. It doesn't bother me. It doesn't want to. You want to. I mean, I'm 42. It's been a while since I pulled it out for no reason. But if you want to see it. Yeah. Have at it. Message us. I'll send you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Can you wrap this up? I'm exhausted. It's, it's been, been two hours. It's been a minute. Should it's we split t- it into two yes, or no? Yes. Austin says yes. <laughs> Fuck what Austin thinks. We can split it into two if you want. Why? I don't know. Gets this show in the bank. Okay. Whatever. So, whatever. Uh, and we need to end it before this board decides to just yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, Austin's fault. We're gonna let that wrap that up Jesus. for this show. I don't even. This show. I don't know if this show is gonna go one show or two show. We'll decide that here in a few minutes. But uh, until next week, guys, we will see you later. Brain hearts. <laughs>